either of you guys watch the Mortal Kombat trailer? I did not. Because I've got better things to do with my life. Because we did we did commit to covering the movie with Satch when it comes out. Because he wanted oh, to do it. Oh, cool. Um, and this trailer is like the fucking worst of like modern blockbuster cinema. And like... It's, like, seriously, the whole thing, it's like, oh, there's this crack legal, not legal, this crack military hit squad, and they stumble upon these beings with superpowers. It's, like, simultaneously a, like, Michael Bay military thriller and a superhero movie, and they're like, oh, they were born with special powers. It's like, this is Mortal Kombat. Like, what are you doing? It makes me so fucking mad. Like, I don't care about Mortal Kombat, but, like, it's not a fucking... R-rated superhero, superhero movie. Yeah. Well, like, with the, there's been another Mortal Kombat movie, right? That's famously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were two in the 90s. Yeah. That and are famously they, bad. They ruined video games in the film industry for years and years and years and years. Why? I, I, are they trying to do a cinematic universe? Is that why they're coming back now? Is that what they're trying to do? Well, video I mean, game look. cinematic universe? I don't. It's Mortal Kombat cinematic universe. Uh, I don't think they've said anything. Characters. I don't think they've said anything about sequels or whatever. Uh, yeah. The the like. Because like, it's just the. I don't think they have a lot of faith in this movie. To be frank, because yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, this director's basically not directed anything. He's like a fresh-faced young director." And there's like little to no like big name talent in it, right? The only people yeah. who are like recognizable talent are like famous martial arts stunt people, you know? Yeah. So I was like, either this is a weird small budget movie that they didn't put very many resources into, or it's a weird passion project that's gonna absolutely blow everybody away. And now that I've seen the trailer, I can tell that it is a weird small budget movie that they didn't put very many resources into. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, when there's, like, a director you haven't heard of, it's like, oh, they probably, there's, like, two options. A, they've got, like, a really, like, distinct style that they want to incorporate, or it's just somebody that the producers can punch around and make them do whatever they want, you know? Right, yeah. And, like, I I, I feel like the Mortal Kombat movie is one of those things, I'm sure if you love Mortal Kombat, I mean, of course, people have different opinions, but, like, some people, it's like, it was campy, and Mortal Kombat is campy, so that's great. And then other people are like, hey, it's uh, a bad a bad movie. You should have made a good movie. Even <laughs> if the source material is silly, maybe make a good movie still, you know. But, but yeah, I mean, just... I think I think just re- responding to what Kate's saying in the chat right now about them knowing a Mortal Kombat fan who thinks it's in the spirit of the games. I think it's in the spirit of the games in the sense that it looks like it's really violent. And it's like, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> like, that's true. But I think yeah. it is also, I think it's like the Sonic the Hedgehog thing. Where it's like they just pick out a really particular thing that like is kind of true while putting it in the most generic possible formula. And people are just like, it's just like the games. And you're like, in what way is it yeah. just like the games? Yeah, that's like, like if they made like a the Bioshock game. movie and just like put people underwater. And they were like, oh, it's just like Bioshock. And it's like, no, there's more. There's more stuff in there. Yeah, you can't just put gold rings in a movie and say it's just like Sonic. <laughs> yeah. It's just like Sonic. There he is. This one's for and the like, fans. I- I really, <laughs> I am so upset that video games have historically just not been able to get their foot in the door with, in this cinema. Because, like, we have, like, a handful of, like, okay video game movies at this point. 
but like just like historically like they just flop they're just bad like even when they're backed by huge names like nintendo like they just they just don't do good enough like whatever it is like they don't it's just i just want good fucking video game movies because i know the the thing with film nowadays there it's like oh there's no original stories and it's like i like i feel like especially with video games and video game plots and stuff like that it's like there are lots of original stories in video games so i feel like elevated to film isn't as much of a cash grab as making something out like i don't know like it, it, I'm not mad about it not being original, basically, because I feel like it's a story that hasn't been told, you know? Like, I right. don't know. I just, like, I just wanted a Bioshock movie so fucking bad, and the <laughs> fact that they were thinking about it, and then another video game movie fucking crashed, and they were like, oh, we can't do this because it's gonna bomb. I'm like, ah, oh, no, but it could have been good. Fucking imagine. Fucking imagine. Like, oh, oh, what's the guy's name? I'm gonna screw up my whole point. Zack Snyder. No, not Zack Snyder. <laughs> guy who did Shape of Water. Guillermo, oh, Guillermo del, Toro. del Toro. Imagine a Bioshock Guillermo del Toro movie. Imagine. See, yeah, I think... Jones. I think, like, if I'm trying to think about, like, movies, I or, like, video games, I... If it were me, if Warner Brothers was like, Jackson, we want you to pitch a video game movie. Like, go to your mm-hmm. cabinet and, like, really think hard about mm-hmm. it and, like, come up with something. Pick, pick a video game. Yeah. yeah. I would say... I think that... Nintendo is pretty much exclusively right out, right? Like, I don't think any of their yeah. properties. Like, I would Fire accept... Emblem, maybe. Or if nah. you were going to do just, like, a totally original story in a Zelda movie, that might be something. Yeah. I doubt it, though. I think you could do an animated Zelda movie and kind of, like, the Ghibli yeah. style. Or, or I think you could do that. You could do... Like Robert Zemeckis, all motion capture Zelda. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That sure. would be. It feels like that's something that could have happened in an alternate universe already. Right. Yeah, but like I think I truly think Bioshock would be up there. I think the particular kind of narrative content that exists in Bioshock is uniquely suited to adaptation like that. I think that would be a smart it- move. I remember when J.J. Abrams was going to make a Portal movie, and that's a fucking shitty idea. Yeah. <laughs> that would well, not be good. It's because Portal is so much about environmental storytelling and kind of, like, yeah. figuring out what's going on for yourself that, like, it doesn't lend very well to movies. Like, because especially with the whole thing with, like, Portal 2 and, like, in Portal... Where it's, like, you find these secret areas that have, like, that rat man's, like, scrawlings on the wall. And then you, like, right. kind of figure out that, like, oh, this whole thing isn't what I thought it was. It's, like, so interesting. And you're doing these puzzles. You kind of get sidetracked and forget. And then get reminded in, like, these kind of, like, <clears throat> jarring ways. Like, it's it's just perfect. And you just can't, you can't capture that yeah, in the film the same no. way. You just can't. I think part of the reason why we can't get a handle on video game movies is because... Most of the time what we pick are, like, action or horror games. And you look at that game and you're like, what do people like about this? What's important that we capture about it? And they're like, well, the energy, the excitement, the the action, the the scares, like, all this kind of stuff. And you're like, great, great, great. Like, that's top of our minds while we're making this thing. And then they're just like, yeah, so uh, anyway, Resident Evil, they're zombies and like a chemical corporation or something and she blows them up and like that's that and it's cool and it's stylish and it's violent and it's resident evil but it's not like very thoughtfully produced you know and like Mm -hmm. i feel like 
because it I I've get always the love said that like books or comic books get when they're right. put on screen, you know. And I think that part of the problem is that we don't tend to look at video games in the same way as we look at other art yet. Absolutely, I've yeah. said this yeah. before in the sense that like we look at video games in a very utilitarian way. You know, oh, absolutely. Especially yeah. uh, when it comes to like video game criticism, so much of it is like, oh, you're going to spend $60 and 60 hours of your life on this thing. Is it worth it? Will you have fun? Why end? Like, that's what video game reviews are. Like, mm-hmm. is it good? You know, it's not like real criticism, it's like a buyer's guide, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that that is part of it. I think that people don't look at video, like, especially if you're, like, going to make a movie and you look at Resident Evil, you don't think, like, what are the themes of this? You don't think, like, what mm-hmm. is this saying? You don't think, mm-hmm. like, why, like, what what is the narrative spine of this thing? You think, what is exciting about it? <laughs> like, yeah. what are the aesthetics of it more than anything else, yeah. you know? And yeah, also, like, just picking popular mm-hmm. narratives or, like, games that people, like, the mass majority of people know and would go see don't translate very well to right. movies. Like, yeah, Mario you know, is never going to be a good movie. Like, it's never – it's because it's just not. Like, right. a plumber who's in love with a princess, like, what kind of movie are you going to make yeah, it's just that's not decent out of based. that? I, like, and that's okay. Cade, I would see the hell out of a Professor Layton movie. That would rule. That would be great. I thought I'm you were going to say still, a Kirby movie. I'm I would still see just, the hell out of a Kirby movie. I know. I would. I love Kirby so much. But, like, I just... Detective Pikachu, I remember when they were announcing it. They were like, what's up? We're making a Detective Pikachu movie. Because Detective Pikachu was a game that hadn't come to the United States. So, like, everyone had, like heard about it but never really played it it was kind of just this ridiculous idea of like oh it's professor layton but it's a talking pikachu and he wears a funny little hat and everyone was like what the fuck and they're like we're making a movie out of it and maybe 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 danny devito might maybe maybe Pikachu. <laughs> and we were all like oh my fucking god this is going to be <clears throat> ridiculous and awesome and then the movie that we got was just okay like i yeah, enjoy detective pikachu i think it's a fine movie but like it's just okay and like just i just sometimes i'm just upset about what could have been like right. how bonkers the pikachu detective movie could have been and it just wasn't why wasn't it just a murder mystery that would have been so fucking good i just want knives out but there's a little pikachu, <laughs> that pikachu speaks there. english and wears a hat what are so the odds lot. what are the odds that detective pikachu shows up in knives out too God, I would pay so much money. Don't don't put that in my brain and make me disappointed when it doesn't happen. (laughs) I know, God. Like, just, uh, what if it was just, like, a straight-up, just brilliant, really good murder mystery? Like, that would have been so good. Daniel Craig is like, this Pikachu purports to be a detective. (laughs) And I'm just, every day I'm upset. I think my worst nightmare is because Bioshock is my favorite video game. It would just be my worst nightmare if they made a Bioshock movie finally and like half of Bioshock is the aesthetics and then the majority of it is the theming of like this anti-capitalist hellscape. Like that's what's so great about it. And if they just did it and did a fucking superhero movie out of it, I would be god, I would be so upset if they just like did exactly what you're talking about. Like, just right. took, like, the things that they thought were important and just, like, made a movie on it out of it. I would be so crushed. I do think that Bioshock is kind of the exception to the rule. 
in terms of like people not looking at video games in the same way as they look at other forms of art. I think oh, yeah. Bioshock is like kind of the one game that like has really broken out that people sort of sort yeah. of look at on its own terms and think about the narrative and the theming and the and the like sort of narrative spine of it more than they just think about is it fun to play <laughs> you know shock especially because it was at a time where it's like it's it's it was 2008 it's still pretty the, the video games industry especially like the modern video games industry is still pretty new kind of figuring out themselves there's a lot of first person shooters and bioshock was really kind of the first people to like really try to tell a narrative driven story through the first person like shooter lens especially first person horror shooter lens basically right and then the way that they do it and it's a meta commentary on the gaming industry and the way that we play video games in itself like it really kind of it, it really forced you to take it seriously because like yeah. the selling point wasn't you have a gun and you get to shoot things the selling <laughs> right. point was the theming and the aesthetics and the commentary that they were making like it was like just, it was just in your face. You couldn't be like, oh, this is just another Call of Duty, because it wasn't. There was nothing else like it, basically. Right. You know what I really like? like there's, there's hope, for sure, though, like, that as we age and people who grew up, like, loving and respecting video games age, that it is more likely that they will be successfully translated into movies or whatever other, like, visual medium. Just because, mm -hmm. like, 30 years ago, people weren't like, Oh yeah, a superhero movie. Sure, that's a respectable Oscar nominee worthy. Like <laughs> right. no way. And as like people aged and like loved and respected comic books, then that turned into like this huge gigantic franchise that's right. making like streamable TV shows now. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. You ever like catch a I whiff just... of yourself halfway through a podcast and be like, "Oh boy, I smell very bad." Is that just me? <laughs> I think that's just you, Jack. No, you don't get sweaty. You don't get <laughs> you sweaty mid-podcast and catch a whiff. No. Catch a it pit whiff. It happens sometimes. Though. Yeah. I was going to say, before we actually start the podcast and stop talking about video game movies, I just, I know that Nicolas Cage is essentially, I don't <laughs> right, know, yeah. I just called him Nicolas Cage. I know that he essentially made the Five Nights at Freddy's movie before the actual Five Nights at Freddy's movie could come out. Right. But God, I just want the fucking Five Nights at Freddy's movie to come out. I don't care what it is anymore. I don't care what it looks like. I just want it to come out. Because I just want to know. I want to know what they did. Like, I just... I have to know what they're doing and what they did, right. you know? Oh, 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 oh. One other thing. I have a hot take about the Uncharted movie. Because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll just put all this stuff in the podcast. I know we're not recording yeah, with Audacity yet, but maybe I'll just grab that stream audio and plug that on in there. Uh, the the thing about the last... Not Last of Us. Ian just said something about Last of Us in the chat and I got distracted. The thing about the Uncharted movie, besides the fact that it's cursed, is and that... it's never going to happen, yeah. <laughs> is that... That people... It, if it comes out and it's good, which I think has a decent chance of happening, it might turn out, if it comes out and it's good, people will be like, they finally did it. They finally made a good video game movie. But the thing about Uncharted is that the video game part of it is not the interesting part. The interesting part of it is when they're just doing this, like, very cinematic thing where they're just riffing on Indiana Jones. Making an Uncharted movie is just basically making a movie... Like, there's nothing inherently Uncharted... I mean, I don't know, maybe I'll be proven wrong when it comes out, but at least the kind of thing I assume they're doing, there's nothing, like, 
inherently uncharted about it you're just playing on genre tropes of movies because that's what the video game is doing yeah you know? it's only interesting because it's in a video game yeah like, exactly you'd be like oh this the- is like indiana jones that's pretty good it's like but it's not a mm-hmm. it's not like uh, they adapted a video game successfully they like adapted a video game that was adapted from a movie it like doesn't really count <laughs> yeah and it's like I, I, there's two camps of like thoughts about it as a video game our mom that's like her favorite video game in the world yeah. she loves the uncharted games but it i know a lot of people that don't like it because there's so many cut scenes that are so long and beautiful and interesting and then they're like weirdly interrupted by gameplay and it's like this should have this should have just been a movie, and it's weird that I now have to climb around on a building before I can get to the next cutscene. Like, it's, right. it's weirdly, like, cuts itself up, kind of, to, in order to be a video game. Right. And, like, I feel like, I think if we really had a contender for, like, a, the newest, like, mocap movie, it would be Uncharted. Because that's what the video game is. Those cutscenes are all this mocap animation that's fucking gorgeous and so well acted and like the lighting is incredible and they look like real people having a real conversation and it's all done through mocap. And it's like it's it it's you you already have the Uncharted movie basically. Like I kind of feel like we don't need an Uncharted movie because <laughs> right, that's yeah. just what the video games are. Like yeah. they they're so cinematic in themselves and tell a cohesive story all by themselves like what would the movie even be about if it's just the games like if it's just the plot of the games and that's going to be boring because i already know this story and i already watched this movie because i played the video games right (laughs) and like if they do a weird story outside of the uncharted games i feel like that's just a weird decision Especially when the game series is still going on and trying to kind of get away from the characters that they kind of concluded the story with. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Uh, This is our 100th episode of No Nerds Allowed. Unless we missed something somewhere. I don't, I don't, I think we called the two Muppets episodes we did two different episodes. So I think that makes this 100. Um, Yeah. And... The reason we're doing Rise of the Planet of the Apes for our 100th episode is because way back in, man, 2018, I guess, when Adeline and I were first like, oh, I don't know, I'm Jackson, I'm moving to college, maybe we should do a podcast, that's a good way to like keep in touch and hang out. We did that, we recorded our very first podcast, both just sitting in our basement with the laptop microphone on Audacity. And we recorded what we were going to do was we were going to do a podcast about all three Planet of the Apes movies at the same time. But then Adeline only watched one of them (laughs) and I only watched the first two. And then we like got halfway through Dawn of the Planet of the Apes talk and we were like, this isn't fresh enough in our minds. I don't think we could really talk about this anymore. (laughs) Just just to show that we used to be bad at this, uh, that we were not always good at podcasting. I'm sure that that first episode I, recorded. I, I would not venture to say that we're good at it now. <laughs> <laughs> we are certainly better at it than we were. Certainly better. Yeah. Uh, leaps and bounds. There's always um, room for improvement. But, <laughs> but it's so funny because we didn't end up putting out that episode because uh, just some computer stuff happened and we totally lost it. But um, the it's so, so that's why we wanted to revisit it because it was the first thing we ever recorded and we lost it and never saw the light of day. So we figured what better time than now than the 100th anniversary, 100 years of No Nerds Allowed. 
to revisit Rise of the Planet of the Apes and the other Do ones later. Do you think if you did one podcast a year for 100 years... Do you think you could build an audience doing that? I mean, do, that's what Till Death Do Us Blart is, right? But that is established people doing that, you know? Like, they have an audience and they can right. get an audience to come to that. I'm saying, like, your first podcast ever, you just do one a year. How um, long until you build an audience? Well, we've been doing one a week and it's taken us a real hot second, so... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So maybe not at all. No, I think I think basically it's almost impossible to market a podcast unless you're known somewhere else first. That's what I've learned from this. Yeah, that's really fair. Really fair. Yep. <laughs> Either that or, like, it's it's some lost hidden gem and then like years 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 down in the future people are like oh this is a genius work of art why didn't Maybe. we pay attention to this <laughs> yeah i didn't consider that see i've been for the longest time i've been thinking like oh we're a pretty small podcast not that i'm ducking on our fans because we love our fans we've been growing every day but you know we've got like at most like 100 people who are like really involved in this podcast but maybe that's not how i've been thinking about it maybe I, how i should be thinking about it is that we are the vincent van gogh of podcasts that, yeah that someday as soon as you die mysteriously jackson our numbers are gonna skyrocket <laughs> just skyrocket they'll be like this tragic podcaster's death yeah really really influences the way we listen to all of these episodes yeah uh-huh yeah. <laughs> he died no, it's, wow. it's like behind I didn't... the music <laughs> yeah exactly. i didn't care I didn't care for Tenant, but now I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He, <laughs> Jackson died horrifically in space, and that bit he did for a long time about him thinking it would be funny if Tom Cruise died in space reads a lot differently now. It's really different. Yeah, listening back, it's really weird to think and just listen to them talk knowing that Adeline kills Jackson yeah. in space. <laughs> Space is... I don't know why anyone would want to go to space. I'm just saying. I'm never going, Dude, I can't, even Keisha, if I have the option. Keisha, Keisha, I cannot handle space movies. I don't like it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Okay, truly, 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 truly. If one of us faked murdering another of us, uh-huh. that uh-huh. would be... Can you imagine seeing a headline on Vox or whatever <laughs> that's like, small independent podcaster murders co-host? Do you not think people would fucking eat up those previous episodes just to be oh, like, I've got to see what happened? Looking yeah, well, for no, clues? Well, first of yeah. all, we would get a ton of clout from all of the 10 billion true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We would just get so much. And then, yeah, those old episodes would skyrocket because it's like, it's like looking at like Hitler's art before he was Hitler. It's like <laughs> right, exactly. The, the beauty before the tragedy. But then what about <laughs> all of the episodes after? What do you think that would be like? Well, here's what I would hmm. think. I would think that we would fake it and whoever is left over can still, well, no, because let's see. I'm trying to think because the murder, there's would, three of us. Right. Would the murderer go to <laughs> Whoever's jail? Whoever's left over. Is that a part is that a part of the grift that I don't know. They go to jail? Because here's the thing. If for this grift to work, you can't I don't think you can keep doing the podcast afterwards. Yeah. Is this like is this like an O. J. Simpson thing where it's like we're not super sure that they killed them, but like we're pretty sure right. like they don't get arrested <laughs> well, for it? Well what if That's at what I would first think. it's it's like 
turns up dead. We have no idea how they were murdered. We don't know what happened, but we're gonna keep chugging along without them, just out and of respect. And our confession is and then hidden people are like, in the podcast. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. yes. In clues, and then people are like, "Oh my god, I feel so bad for them. Their friend and or sibling died." <laughs> uh, I'm gonna listen to their podcast. I'm gonna listen to them like randomly talk about different movies, and Wait, then like years, 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 years down the road. Why was that one sentence backwards? <laughs> Yes, yes, years down the road, you find out it was one or both of us. And then, 20 years after that, you find out that the death was faked all along. Yeah, and you've been alive the whole time. Right, because I was going to say, the instant the numbers start to trend downward after that, that's when we come back and start doing the podcast again. All three of us. It'd be like, surprise, Do do you address it, or do we just go back business as usual? Um, I think we make a documentary out of all of it. Yeah. I mean, true. Yeah, if you made, if you did that and you made that documentary, it'd be like, here's how we did it. Like that would fucking yeah. that would put oh, butts in seats. Like that's like a TikTok thing right now. So is this like a, a really fucking good idea? Like actually, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a really good idea, except for we just said exactly yeah, what we true. were going to do. I'll cut this out of the podcast. I'll private the video. Everybody in the chat can just not snitch on us. Yeah, we'll yeah. Get, yeah listen, yeah. everyone in the chat, we'll give you fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> This is your NDA right now. Well, so everybody in the stream in the chat right now just has to start their own Reddit page of, like, lacing in, like, misdirections. Like, right. Like, they all, like, post, like, fake theories and real theories. Oh, yeah. So, like, we'll assign each person, like, you get to say things that are truthful, you say things that aren't truthful, and then... <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, and then you that's what I do with my nephew. And then Daniel Craig comes and solves my murder. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then yes. we make or, an SCP out of it, and then or, we make a creepypasta right. out of it. <laughs> would it be... Yeah. Okay, here's the question. Unrelated, but also slightly yes. related because they would be solving my murder. Uh, yes. If you were to have more Detective Pikachu content, would you want it to be Pikachu still, or would you want it to be Hot Dad Ryan Reynolds? Pikachu. Hmm. Pikachu. Well, I don't like know. Like Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Why can't it be both of them? Well, because the whole thing with well, in the De- Detective Pikachu movie, it wasn't P- Detective Pikachu wasn't actually Detective Pikachu. He was like a regular yeah. Pikachu who's got his dad's brain mixed into him uh, or something. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. It's regular Pikachu. Pikachu who wears a detective hat. So I don't know what makes you a detective other than that. And no, 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 because he wasn't a Pikachu who has always been able to talk and has always been a detective. It's a specific because remember something happens and like his yeah, dad's yeah, yeah, brain yeah. gets put in the Pikachu or something. I'm, I'm saying, saying what makes that we get detective the Pikachu. real Detective Pikachu, like the te- the Pikachu who's always been a detective and has always been <laughs> right. able to talk and has like learned that, through hard knocks. That's a fucking mm. good pitch, oh. Adeline. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Hot Dad know. Ryan Reynolds meets the real Detective Pikachu, and he's like, "I thought I was direct Detective Pikachu," and it's like. Well, yeah, you were a detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like a Pikachu. The, that's a detective. The real, like, legit detective Pikachu. Maybe that's what'll happen on one. And then it's like a buddy cop, and you've got like the young one and the old one, and they're solving an actual murder together. Fuck yeah! And it could be the Danny DeVito detective Danny DeVito. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I was just gonna ask: Are they, are they both me, Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I even got somebody new in the chat. Look at that. Kai Bailey Smith. Yeah, hi, Kai. What we, was that? Oh, who was the YouTuber? And they may have been a TikToker who like did that prank where they pretended to kill somebody's brother and everyone on the planet was like, hey, you should not have done that, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know. All I, I remember, remember is Balloon was. Boy. I think Danny Gonzalez talks about it. <laughs> 
Um, what about Balloon Boy, though? That's true. That, that was a fucking they, good grift. Yeah. And, like, I went to the National Thespian Festival in 2015, 2014, and someone made a musical, like, started writing a musical about it. That's right. Was that before we knew it, it was all fake or after? No, we it, we all knew it was all fake. Okay. Like within the within days, I feel like. Right. Okay. But it, but then years later, someone was like, "I'm gonna make a musical out of that little so, 15 minute story." <laughs> yeah. So remind me, because Balloon Boy is a thing that I hear all the time, but I don't quite remember what it actually is. Can you remind me what this story so, is? So there was this family, and they sent up a bunch of weather balloons. And they were like, oh my god, our son is up there. And our everyone was like, what? The and they are like, balloon. yeah. Our son's up in the sky on the balloon and we can't get him down. He's untethered. He's flying into the <laughs> space. And everyone was like, uh, and we know okay, how well, spaces. shit, this is a big deal. We need to get him the fuck down from there. And everybody on planet Earth was like, holy shit, there's a little boy in space right now that we gotta yeah, get out of there. what are they gonna do? And then... Eventually, it turned out that it was all fake. They just sent up some weather balloons and said that their son was up there. and. But then, like, yeah, after, like, a couple hours, they were like, oh, we actually found him. He was asleep in our house. <laughs> he was in and his then... room. <laughs> did we ever bed. figure out, like, what their motivations were? Like, did they just want attention or were they, Cloud, like, baby! They just wanted clout? They just wanted yeah. Clout chasing and cloud chasing. Was it something more specific? Murder you, clout, baby. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they were just, like... I, I really don't know. I don't Maybe that's in the musical. We should maybe listen <laughs> maybe. to the yeah, musical we should watch and find out. <laughs> Here's, we're Just getting like way Hamilton. off topic, but we all knew this was going to happen. I do listen to a lot of true crime, mainly BuzzFeed Unsolved, but like I, I enjoy true crime. I'm not, I am a big wuss baby, so I only watch it during the day because I'm a big baby and I will scare myself so bad that I can't sleep. But like... <laughs> I can handle a lot of them, honestly. When it comes to true crime, I can handle, like, I'm I'm very afraid of ghosts. But, like, when it comes to, like, true crime, where it's like, the murder happened and we can't figure it out. I'm like, hmm, interesting. But the one that, like, genuinely scares the crap out of me and, like, I can't watch anything about it is the John Bonet Ramsey case. That mm. one freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> like, no joke is very, very scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, don't like. Yeah. I have a, I struggle with true crime because well, I'm like, oh, this is a real human being that is struggling and is dead now, yeah. and their family suffered, and it's bad. And we're just watching it for entertainment. Yeah. Well, because the John Bonet Vancy rant, we got to say her name wrong twelve times. But with the case with that one is that they keep some people think that the family did it for clout because she was like relatively famous. And then she disappeared. So we're like, oh, maybe the family did it to like get attention. Blah blah blah. But yeah. That's why that's why I was thinking out of it. I'm not I'm not just crazy. Uh, <laughs> are we going to talk about that ape planet? I love that ape oh. planet. Jackson, we're living on the ape planet. That's true. We hey, don't even know you it know yet. How, like it's almost the end of Aquarius season, right? <laughs> sure. Means, I'll take your word for it. Which means it's the it's the ape planet rising. Got you. Do you ever watch? Uh, you ever guys, watch, I don't know. <laughs> you ever watch Planet of the Apes and think, how those apes get on that planet? Uh, and this movie provides the answers we've all been clamoring for. Yeah. Uh, the answer is we James Franco did from it. monkeys. Why are monkeys still here? <laughs> right. Well, we're gonna tell you. Uh, if your question is, how are gorillas qualified to ride horses? <laughs> we will tell you. We don't you. have answers for you actually on that one. Uh, 
we did after we saw War for the Planet of the Apes. We did like do some Google searching and crunching some numbers. We we're like, no, it couldn't happen. Gorilla couldn't get on a yeah, horse like they that. They super can't. Doesn't yeah, work. No, that it horse break, could not handle the weight of a gorilla. Break that horse's back. <laughs> Destroyed, obliterated. Oh. But that's okay. Elsie just said something in the chat about our Bugs Life episode, and I didn't realize that people actually go back and listen to our back catalog. I know. <laughs> the Bugs Life episode, we did not say a single we thing about the Bugs Life We just movie. talked about Michael Fassbender kissing himself in Alien Covenant. That's right. Yeah. It was a good episode. Great episode. One for the ages. Okay. So this, but we love Planet of the Apes, so we're yeah, talking about planet. Planet we're, we're talking about this ape planet. So okay, I think <laughs> I think it's not unpopular among this company, the three of us, to say that we like each of the planet of the each of the modern prequel trilogy better than the last. Yes. Yes. Each one is better yes. than the previous one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Because some people yeah, so are like, like um, actually, is... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the best one. And it's like, imagine thinking that. Imagine being so stupid <laughs> that you think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is better than War for the Planet of the Apes. God, War for the Planet of the Apes is maybe the best movie ever made. I love that movie so fucking much. <laughs> get me started later. Yeah. But not today. We'll get there. We'll get there. I will. S- uh, but it, also, I don't like watching, spoiler alert, for, the, for War for the Planet of the Apes. I don't like it when... I don't like it when Caesar's family dies, and True. that yeah. upsets me. I know it's important it's to the film, sad. so I do enjoy the second movie just because it's like, oh, he has a happy family, and he builds a, a life for himself, and right. it worked out. But then he finds a new family, and he adopts Nova, and it's all it's all nice said by the end of it. I they know, make a new but it's still gang. sad that you're like, oh, sad. I... It's like, But also, there's not a ton of like trilogies that I can point to that say like, Oh, here's the protagonist, and here's his established family in one movie, and then in the next movie, they're like, yeah, there are stakes here, you (laughs) idiot. You thought this was going to be a little romp through the woods? Well, it's not. Here comes... Here comes... The, this evil cowboy, he's gonna shoot up his whole family in the cave. And you're gonna he's cry not a cowboy in this movie, and you're gonna cry about these, these, these animated little monkeys. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> That's so. the, that paragraph opening of War for the Planet of the Apes. Essentially, hey idiot, you're gonna cry about these fake monkeys. <laughs> Do you care about gorillas in real life? Well, prepare to care about you're these ones. Fuck, that bro! You're in trouble. as a human being. Uh, so the movie opens, right? We got James Franco. He's a scientist, and already I'm yeah. like, okay, us. you're on thin ice, movie. Yes. <laughs> like, I was about to say like, James okay. Franco giving what? us nothing. Just <laughs> yeah, nothing. what's the least believable thing about this movie is that, that James, James Franco is a scientist that seduced a veterinarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't know. I think I've come around a little bit on James Franco, right? I used He's to think... He's still definitely the worst part of this movie. Oh, for sure. He's definitely, definitely bad in this movie. I used to think James Franco was never good in anything, right? I saw Disaster Artist, and I know we all don't like James Franco anymore, and that's fine. I still... St- say that he's good in Disaster Artist, to be frank. Oh, Disaster Artist is great. Yeah, it's a good-ass movie. And because James Franco got kind of almost canceled a few years ago, he, like, I remember, like, thinking, like, he had some allegations against him 
And it was one of those situations where he was like, that's fully not true. That didn't happen. And like some people came to his aid. And I think after that, it just, the news cycle kind of reset and we never fully got a concrete answer on it. And he just kind of laid low for like three years after that, which is like, I don't know if he's just smart and he knows that's still on people's minds or if he's like guilty and trying to stay out of it so they don't find out either way seems equally likely i don't know some 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 hinky something's going on um but the fact is that he is bad in most movies though so i don't feel too bad about yeah. it um and this one especially because yeah. he just gives us nothing <laughs> he's not like, doing anything in this movie he's not doing a fucking thing like, and has you, and has so many chances to if do I so could, if they were like adeline you get one wish I would have several other wishes before this one, but one of the wishes would be, like, remake, like, give me a universe where this movie is exactly the same, but literally fucking anybody else plays yeah. James Franco's character. Who's like, who would you put in the slot? And be, and this has to be a 2011 pick. You can't say fucking Timothy Chalamet because yeah. he was a baby. You're right. <laughs> it's always Timothy Chalamet. It's always <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, boys. Um... I don't know, because it has to be somebody who can pull off the tension and the heartbreak of, like, feeling a fatherly attachment to something you know that that can't continue. Right. Because, like, the character whose name I will never remember because it's James Franco, so I don't give a shit about the character. It's like, it's like he raises Caesar and is very connected to them and they have a very sweet relationship and then he's just, like forced to confront the fact that he is a chimpanzee and they can't coexist in the way that they thought that they could and it's very heartbreaking and sad and like i just don't know and then it affects caesar later especially in his own fatherhood etc etc and like i just don't james franco can't fucking do that i don't know why they ever thought that he could because there's just no fucking way in hell here's my pitch Hmm. my pitch james marsden Okay. Yeah, he was doing hop around that time. He was doing (laughs) hop around that time. But it's just like, I I know that he's good at interacting with CGI stuff, because he does that a lot. That's fair. And he's like, the same kind of handsome as James Franco is, you know. He's not like Mm -hmm. a Brad Pitt or or like a Hugh Jackman, but he is, you know, just a little bit pretty in a way Mm -hmm. that doesn't make you Mm -hmm. feel like totally intimidated by him, you know. Yeah, he's non-threatening. And it would be it would be a, a good sort of reclamation project for him after Hop. Yeah. God, fucking remember Hop. Here is oh, my God. here's my pitch is I th- I would pick Chris Evans because mm. us it, now in 2021, we know that Chris Evans has the emotional range and capabilities, but in 2011, I don't think people knew it exactly. We didn't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. We didn't we did, or we didn't expect it of him. I think he would be really good in this role because, yeah, he does have experience with the CGI elements, but I think that he also has that uh, connection, father-son connection. He has the the relational connections. I I think it would be good. I I would believe him as a scientist. Right. I think he's yeah. a smart man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I don't if think, I could do Chris Evans as a scientist. Franco. I don't think I can make that happen. I think the skinny, after, skinny like, Chris Evans could be a scientist. Maybe. 
I've been Chris Evans kind of exclusively after, like, played meatheads before Captain America. Yeah, I know, but that's on that's on typecasting. Right, that's not because of it. she's saying we're, we're breaking the mold preemptively in this universe. This is like when we look at Chris Evans in a different light. Before right, Captain and also America. James Marsden wasn't like a smart sciencey guy. He was like <laughs> right. the charming, the charming secondary boyfriend that everyone he always got replaced by whoever was the actual <laughs> protagonist was of the around. movie. Yeah. Which, again, I feel bad for James Marsden all the time. I know it's not really him, but why does it always happen to him? Yeah, I don't well, understand. He's got a really... He, okay, you know what? You know what I latch on to with James, though? He's fucking good as shit in Westworld. You got to do a fucking yeah. good-ass job in Westworld. Absolutely. But the same thing happens to him where he's the boyfriend that's not real. That's true, and then he gets <laughs> replaced. Yes. That's he's good I'm in saying. that though he's good at it yeah i agree i agree i agree uh, i just think i don't understand I know. the notebook i did watch men i did watch x2 for the first time in a while a few weeks ago and um you know what i kind of always thought that james marsden was bad in those he's kind of good in x2 oh i always thought he was good in those and I also, also I X2 is fucking great. I hadn't watched it since I was in like 11th grade and I forgot that that movie fucking kicks ass. I know everybody says it all the time, but yeah. X2 is fucking good as shit. I love Nightcrawler. I'm sick. I'm sick yeah. of Nightcrawler not being on movie screens more know, often. What if Alan Cumming character. What if Alan Cumming played the, the James Franco part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought that, that floops foobies I think energy. he has... <laughs> <laughs> That's who Alan Cumming plays in that All right. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is he he's Floop? that crawler and Floop. Yes, he's Floop. He's Floop, okay. <laughs> he's Floop and Nightcrawler, two of my favorite movie characters. Uh, but I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I didn't take a lot of notes because I've seen this movie many times, but one of the other things yeah. I can't get mm-hmm. over in this movie, just another career I want to highlight, is Tom Felton. Because, like, where is that guy? Yeah, like, he's here and right nowhere now? else. I think about that a lot, actually. Like, where actually is Tom Felton now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think he's pretty good I, in this. I think it's very funny how much his American accent makes him sound like Steve Buscemi, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I it is about it. He sounds very much like Steve Buscemi in this movie. He does. He is... In this movie, it does really feel like he's playing. He's definitely like bringing out the energy of Draco Malfoy because sure. he like works for yeah. his dad and is an asshole for no reason right. and is blonde. It's just like it's definitely it's just strange because I feel like Daniel Radcliffe after Harry Potter just like fucking went and did. And he sure did. Like, he just, like, went all over the place with, like, what acting roles he would do and, like, right. what he would do. And then I feel like, it's only in this role, because I don't know where he is. I don't know where Tom Felton is. But, like, in this role, it feels <laughs> like it's definitely different and definitely, like, more adult and more subtle. But, like, it's still definitely, like, Draco is there. He's still there. God, yeah. I'm well, looking was, at his movies from the It came out the, the same last... year as the last Harry Potter movie. Right. Oh, that's fair. I'm looking at Tom so... Felton's... At least his film filmography. There's no TV shows here. He might have done a TV show or two, but it uh, is... he did The Flash in 2017. Oh, did he really? Was he on season. that? Thank God, yes, you're I, right. He was just he was uh, he got to be British, and he just like wasn't friends with Barry Allen, and then <laughs> kind of was a villain, but not really. And then he left. 
Because yeah, truly, yeah, that's kind of the perfect role for him. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just read the names of the movies that Tom Felton has been in since Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, so let's say, let's talk about most recent, A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. I cover that on full stream ahead. He shows up in that for a second. He's kind of good in it. Not even gonna lie. Uh, Breaking for Whales, Ophelia, oh. Megan Levy. Oh. That was one of those, like, respect the troops movies, and I only know it because it was in theaters when I worked at the movie theater. Feed. Interesting. Stratton. Message from the King. United Kingdom. Risen. Tom Felton meets the superfans. Ruff. (laughs) Bella. Labyrinth. And The Apparition. Labyrinth? Yes, okay. some other movie called Labyrinth. Wait, not like Labyrinth Labyrinth. No. Like a different yeah. Labyrinth? Some other movie okay. called Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Okay, I was about to say, who the fuck was that? Was he the baby in Labyrinth? <laughs> he was one of the he was one of the Muppet guys. Yeah. He was the dog that rides the other dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. That's so fucking good. I forgot about that in Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> the Labyrinth is great, man. <laughs> when there's a little puppet that rides the dog. We gotta watch Labyrinth yeah. sometime. And he's like a little like swordsman, he's got his little sword. Uh okay. Um yeah. and, and yeah, Kai Bailey Smith in the chat says, Don't forget David Oyelowo also, who's pretty yeah. good in this movie. I don't think he's given like hundred and ten percent, but he's there for sure. Like he's showing up. Well I think is that, that the, is, a thing. is that Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's we're making like, drugs. I, I think his performance is better because he's standing next to James Franco. And True. any amount of doing anything seems like way more when you're standing next to a man who is doing absolutely nothing. But yeah, he definitely, especially when he's like begging for his life as he falls out of the helicopter. Like, he's doing things. <laughs> that's pretty he's good. Acting. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, that's the thing is that this movie is... The weakest part of the movie is the human actors, mo- for the most part. Like, John Lithgow is great, but he's also mm-hmm. only in it for, like, a ha- generously half the movie. Yeah. Like, his character is alive. Right. But that's but, like, why, movies... the, like, the previous movies are better, because it's much more ape-heavy. <laughs> they just, yeah. they go it's, ape. They, they go, go ape, ape, if you will. <laughs> And, and it's like, it is funny that like the the apes like all of the motion capture people have just are so much better at like expressing and cr- yeah like creating a mood that makes sense to the the audience that all of the human beings just can't do for some reason <laughs> right uh, it's weird it's, it's funny it, it's odd that they have Andy Circus doing mocap in this movie. This doesn't feel like the movie where you would be like, we definitely need a dude to act this out, you know? <laughs> like, I can only assume that they knew he was going to be more emotive and more human, like, as mm-hmm. the movies went on, so they were, like, planning ahead. But, like, in this movie, nobody would have probably noticed if it were just an animated monkey, you know? Like, it's yeah, just it's weird. Yeah, the animation just, like, quite isn't there enough. Like, especially no. as soon as we get to the second one, you really start to see Andy Serkis' performance a whole lot more. And then in the third one, it's just his performance is so fucking good, and it just yeah. feels so fucking good. God, the fact that he didn't get an Oscar <laughs> it's for, so good. for the Planet of the Apes is fucking an atrocity. But in this movie, yeah, really, the I, this movie, I think, 
is because uh, this movie is great because it is a part of this series. It's a part of this trilogy, and it establishes ideas that we develop as the movies go on. Right. So, like, I love this movie because of the parts that it plays in the trilogy. But mm-hmm. it, it has some flatal fault flaws. One of them is James Franco. The other is the an- the animation. It's right. just not quite there yet. There are times when they seem just like they don't... The gorillas seem like they, they don't fit into reality at all. Right. Like, there's that shot mm-hmm. where they're, like, running into the Science Institute and they, like, jump and break through the window. And they literally <laughs> look like gifts that you would put on your website in the year 2000, right. you know? Like, it's just... It, it just... Yeah. Especially, like... When we're looking at Caesar, his face is sometimes just a little bit weird, or he emotes a little bit weird. Like, it's just not quite there yet, and it really does affect the movie a little bit. But then you get to the next two, and you see Andy Serkis' amazing performance, and you forget that they're animated right. chimpanzees, and it's great. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I and remember... Other... Oh, yeah, I go could, ahead. I have, like... A three like big things that I can go off of unless you have a point to make. Well, I just wanted to say this is just sort of a not a tangent but just a different thing. Uh I remember yeah. one time when we were watching this with our family as we've done a handful of different times. I think it was yeah. our mom who asked the question like are there that many apes in San Francisco? <laughs> like yeah. How many <laughs> yes. like in real life how many apes are there in San Francisco? And so we like did some googling. And what yeah. we found was that it was an exaggeration, but not by as much as you would think. Because yeah. there, are, they, there are multiple zoos that both have a lot of chimps. And there there is such a thing as, like, a privatized ape sanctuary, like, exists in this movie. But there mm-hmm. doesn't happen to be one in San Francisco. <laughs> So, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's, you know, it's fudged, but, you know. Yeah. So, like, but there also, wouldn't be like, that many so apes is... in San Francisco, but there would be, like, maybe half that many apes in San Francisco. There would be know. a good amount of apes still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's also fudged that there's an Alzheimer's cure that will make super intelligent apes that can speak yeah. and form societies. Well, yeah. So I think that that doesn't really bother me, especially when you get to the part of the movie where it's like apes running on cars, apes <laughs> right. jumping through windows, apes on a, a trolley train. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like shot, apes tipping over buses. where they're on the street and you see all of the apes like running through the trees and you just see yeah, the, leaves the leaves falling down. getting Gotta closer. Rule. It's just the coolest shot. It's uh, so cool. It's so good. Uh, I, would, I would watch a, like a whole hour and 45 minutes of just like apes jumping through different things and then running through different where trees. they're on top of the building and they have those fence posts as makeshift spears and Caesar yeah, just like yes! set a cop car it's uh, so fucking good is yes, this, uh, I turned off the movie right as the credits were starting because I was in a hurry um, mm-hmm. but remind me is this the one where the credit sequence is it this or dawn mm-hmm. where the credit sequence yeah. is the virus spreading around the world and eliminating it's, it's this one it's the most effective credit scene yeah that ever. is the so the yeah. ballsiest credit scene of any movie in history i feel like it's so effective it's it like, works so well the movie's over but just a heads up 
humanity does fully get obliterated yeah. by the yeah. events of this movie. They said obliterate so like, all okay. humanity in the, credits, in the credits, not even in an end credit scene, <laughs> yeah. just in the animation in the credits. It's so and weird. it's so effective. You immediately know what happens. And so when the second one comes out, you're like, yeah, I already know humanity's fucked. I know. You told me. I completely understood. Right. They uh, said you didn't like James Franco in this one. Well, he's well we'll fix dead it now. for you yeah. before the movie's even done. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. I remember they did something and, like that in Brightburn too, where they were like, "That's the weird James Gunn produced yeah. movie." Where it's like, "What if Superman was evil?" Uh, and it was like yeah. Chronicle, but not as good as that. But and then at the end credits, it was like, "Anyway, then he's evil and he destroys the world." Like in the credits, and I was like. That was weird. Mm-hmm. And Bad Guy by Billie Eilish plays. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. dude. What if Bad Guy by Billie Eilish played at the end of <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Or Rise of the Planet of the Apes? He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. No, he's Duh. not the bad guy. He's not. He's it's just, more nuanced. He's taking, than care of his, he's taking care of his species. That's important. Yeah. What, if well, you that's did what, a, what if you did a parody of Bad Guy that's called I'm a Complicated Figure? Uh, it's about like it's a gray area <laughs> it's about like steve jobs or something yeah oh oh well, about, uh, who's, who's the microsoft guy i always forget his bill name. Gates? i'm so bad at names bill, bill gates? gates it's like yeah because he's like a billionaire but also donates a lot to charity and just donated yeah. like a billion dollars to covid relief so it's like I fundamentally think who you are should not exist and is a bad thing, but you're also doing good things with it, so I don't yeah. know. And Billy Eilish is like, he's a complicated figure. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah, and it's really good. Uh, I do like in this movie, I like how the sickness is handled where it's like, you know that oh hello bit that John Mulaney does where they talk about how they represent someone being sick in a play. And they just <laughs> right, bump into yeah. a bloody handkerchief. Uh, it's yeah. okay, Giuseppe. I'm gonna be okay. And he coughs, <laughs> and then he turns and shows the handkerchief, and it's just bloody. And he goes, he's not well. <laughs> like, that scene transpires during this movie yeah. where he's obviously exposed, and they're taking very many precautions. So they probably would have been like, Oh, we should probably keep an eye on this guy. This is not good. And instead, he just goes <coughs> all over his clipboard, yeah. and it's like, "Okay, bye. I gotta go. Sorry." <laughs> this is the worst research institute in the world. First Bad. of all, nobody in this whole movie can decide what is okay and not okay to feed apes because they keep giving them like cookies and corn and soda and i'm like right. fucking stop giving them these things there's no way that they can They're eat feeding this. them junk food yeah and then uh, the biggest the biggest kind of cinema sinsy plot hole but it really like it is genuinely just so distracting the fact that they are monitoring and researching this female gorilla they are videotaping her all the time and they a don't notice that she's pregnant right and b do not notice that she gives birth <laughs> while, and in then, care. while in their care and it's just like that is the one like that is like the biggest like plot hole that like genuinely takes me out of it like you guys are just the fucking worst <laughs> yeah. you don't know what the fuck you're doing no, yeah it's pretty heinous there's no real way to explain that away it's like yeah it doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense yeah. at all <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I it's do like, like monitoring her brainwaves all the time, and we didn't fucking notice that she gave birth, and then there was another chimpanzee in that same little enclosure. We just fucking didn't yeah. notice. They, they could have done. They Why wouldn't they just be like, oh, she gave birth, but we ran out of funding, and we, they don't care about this? They right. joke. Or it's like, oh, we have to take They don't the baby care about people like her, you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or something. Like, yeah, they're like. Um, your trial didn't work because this one ape got really mad, so we had to kill all of them for some reason, and also, we're not gonna research Alzheimer's cures anymore, I guess. Right. Well, it's one of those Even things that's, that's like, job. I almost feel like I would like it better if they just had, like, some lazy bullshit response to it, where they were just like, yeah, that's we were true. so busy looking at the brain, we didn't even think to check the body. <laughs> I'd be like, alright, fine, whatever. Sure. I feel like that doesn't excuse part of it, but like it's fucking whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel other- like it, it's just creating drama because you're there, like, because Caesar's like, where's my mom? She's dead, Caesar. And that's your tragic <laughs> no. backstory. Just right. like every woman in this movie. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, also the rest of the earth, Adeline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotta... I like, gotta so I guess, I don't know, I guess literally every woman, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, Jackson. <laughs> Is it... Who's the woman in the... In in Dawn? Isn't it, like... Carrie Russell or someone? I don't remember who it Ma- is. Who matters? I know Judy Greer oh, is... Exactly, it doesn't Caesar's matter. wife. Yeah, no, she is. Well, so here's the thing. Here is my galaxy brain big take about this movie. Is that... And I said this on our podcast that got deleted... And I think this movie is a symptom of movies about humanity that do not include women in any effective way. Right. All of the women in this movie are either mothers or girlfriends, and that's all there is. There's, like, some scientists in the background, but that doesn't count. Obviously, some of the chimps are women. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, as characters. And what's weird about it is that Maurice, the orangutan, is played by a woman, but the character is a man. Right. And my galaxy brain take is that Maurice should have just been a female <laughs> orangutan, because there's no reason for him to be a man. He often plays, like, this, like, child-caring role. I think he should have just been a woman, and we could have a woman in the cast, and I think it would be effective. But then they'd be, like... Nothing. I think, but, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is that all the... these movies are sort of built around this, like, very Shakespearean, very classical, like, almost, like, Greek theater-esque, like, tragedy format. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're... Not that I'm excusing it, obviously, but I feel like what they're doing is they're trying to, like, make it fit into the genre trappings of that sort of thing, which is very much about, like, strong men going off to war or whatever, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think Caesar as a character, 100%, is a male and should be a male yeah. character. Like, the, the themes that we're talking about, like, especially with the Shakespearean themes, it is absolutely about, like, male leadership and war. Like, it's very much a male character. But even in Julius Caesar, like, Brutus and Caesar have, like, whole scenes where they just, like, talk to their wives about what's going on. And right. they, like, like, they're, like, Caesar and Brutus's wives are very prominent characters in Julius Caesar. And the fact that Caesar's wife in The Planet of the Apes literally does nothing and then right. dies really rubs me the wrong way. But Especially consider, because we're talking... What? Consider... <laughs> it's Judy Greer, though. But she does nothing. She <laughs> says, like, two lines. I want totally more true. Judy that's, Greer. That's the opposite I mean, of an argument. I want more <laughs> Judy that, Greer. That's 
what always happens to Judy Greer, though, is that she gets put in the same role where she's, like, always the divorced mom. Yeah, I don't but, know like, why Judy Greer is, going like, through a divorce. Hollywood's go-to MILF right now. Yeah, I don't But not, even, not MILF, it's just mom. Mom who's currently getting divorced from your right. dad off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a MILF. But yeah. She's hot, though. She is, she is. She's she is. hot while but she's doing just, all that. It, I know, I know, but like it does nothing. She's. I just don't understand why she can't be in the movie. Like, why right. are you putting yeah. her in the movie and then she's not in the movie? She yeah. like in in so many movies in this like decade right. has just played the same exact role. Because she's yeah, because she's the her. wife in these. She's she the the ex wife in Ant Man. She's is she the mom uh, in Jurassic World? She's she's the mom in Jurassic World too. Right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And there's something else I'm forgetting. Oh, in uh, Halloween, a thousand other ones. She's Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter oh, yeah, in Halloween. She's... I guess she's not a mom, is she? Yeah, she is. She's like yeah, she is a mom. She's but like also one of the daughter, leads of the but movie, that... but yeah. Gotcha, but like gotcha. not in a way that w- that she's on screen for. <laughs> yeah, in Halloween. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Maybe I'm just remembering more because I like Judy Greer. But we did a podcast about it. No, I the, mean, she was, the she new was Halloween. in it, but she, she's not oh, in the, the 1977 was... Halloween movie. <laughs> Listen, she was I don't like know four. what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah, I've had no. a hot take, raring and loaded to go, because like that—that's my big take. I think the series as a whole needs more women in it, especially because we're like doing this like dramatic thing about humanity, and there's just like no women there, and that's a fifty percent of humanity, and they're just not there in any way. Because we have Nova in War, and I love the character role that she plays, and I love what she does, and especially her character relationship with Caesar. And in War, we also have his son's girlfriend, who plays a role for like a minute, tops. Mm. She does some stuff, and then disappears again. But like, just on a whole, I think that we there are effective and cool ways that we could have in- incorporated women that still fit within the theming of like the Shakespearean kind right. of environment. I think it would have been effective. And I've watched this movie so many times, and there's this one weird little story thread that I've tried to make sense of so many times, and I still can't figure it out. And it's the one with Cornelia, the little baby female chimpanzee. Because she is, they draw such specific attention to her that I think it's important, but I can't figure out what they're trying to do with her, like, thematically. Because we have, because Draco Malfoy brings in his friends and the hot girls with their drinks, and we're showing them how terrible they are. And they make a point of showing you Cornelia, the little baby chimpanzee, and she's adorable, and she's, like, hugging a little rocking horse. And they're like, yeah, she's cute. Anyway, and then they move on. And then later, when they're breaking all the chimpanzees out, we see that she's not there anymore. And she has a Genesis tag on her cage. So it shows that she was intelligent enough, or blah blah blah, that they took her to Genesis to be part of the group of chimpanzees that they experimented on. But then, when we go to the lab and break all of the chimpanzees out, we don't we don't resolve that in any meaningful way. Like, we don't, like, break Cornelia out and Cornelia's here now. So, like, I... it, The way that I used to interpret it was that she died somehow because we try to set her out the second that she's... Like, we try to set her free 
and then we go to do well we go to set her free after caesar has just killed somebody so i always think oh she's missing she's dead that's a metaphor for caesar's death of innocence that this baby gorilla not being anymore represents that but that doesn't make any sense to me because she's not dead she went to that lab and then when we get to the lab, we just kind of forget about it, you know? And it just, it feels weird and clunky, and they, like, draw such attention to it that I, like, I can't figure out what they're trying to do with it after watching this movie so many times, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I guess... I sort of, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just got cocky this time because I wasn't watching the movie maybe as closely as... <laughs> I yeah. usually do for this podcast just because it's a movie I know really well. Like, I did watch it, but mm-hmm. I was, like, kind of doing other stuff. I just don't... Yeah, I yeah. didn't make any note of that while I was watching it this time. I probably just wasn't paying close enough attention. I don't remember well, well enough. Well, I think... <laughs> yeah, I would no, say... Like, what I described is, like, the only time that she's in the movie. But, like, we just... We just, like... We zone in on her so much that it confused me. And I was trying to figure it out what we were, like, actually trying to do with that. Because, like... I, I don't think know. That I think probably... it was a missed opportunity because, like, the, this movie is, like, the beginning of Caesar as a ruler, as a leader, who he's going to be as king, quote-unquote. Because right now we're, like, in the rebellion phase. Like, he's getting these people together, he's trying to build a society, apes are stronger together, blah, blah, blah. Like, these are, like, the stepping stones that are later on going to become a society on their own. And... But when you're doing it through a revolution, it is very much violent and aggressive and, like, fighting and, like, all the, like, violence that we see going on with the gorillas. But I feel like there, when you're starting a society, even while all this violent stuff is going on, there are still civilians like Cornelia and any other apes that, like, aren't able to fight that are still there. So I feel like we could have used her kind of as a representation of, like, the harder, more nuanced parts of leadership that, like, while he is doing this rebellion, he still has to think about apes like Cornelia. Right. And, like, even if she did die, and that kind of represents, like, a failing on his part of being a leader, and then later on when he, like, cares about children and is trying to, like, build a society, like, that affects him and how he rules, I think that could have been really effective. Isn't but just the way m- that the movie uses her is just kind of like, hey, look over here! Anyway! Isn't there another ape named Cornelia in one of the other ones? His wife yeah, is Cornelia. Named Cornelia. Is his okay. wife. I don't think it's her. I think it's a but, different gorilla. Or a different well, chimpanzee. Is it possible that they... I, I took it as, like, they. this is, like, Easter egg world building. Like, this right. is something that you'll see yeah. later down the road. Is it a, yeah. is it a like, Charlton Heston is, right, Planet of the Apes thing that they're just calling back? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a hondo P on that. But it feels like this more is, into he that just than, like Sorry, I keep interrupting yeah. you, Keisha. Oh, it's okay. But he just like he couldn't stop her from being taken and like experimented on the way that he like lost his mother to, the way that he was like abandoned by and uh, like his adopted father betrayed him in in search of and because of and I feel like that is like the motivation truly like not just his own little pack that he had met but to like go out and seek out all of the apes in the city i feel like that it was his like final push like oh this is bigger than these Mm -hmm. apes that we've formulated here like apes are stronger together look at all these sticks that are unbreakable in our little bound (laughs) bundle (laughs) 
Yeah, I get. I guess I see what you're saying. That like, because she was taken to Genesis, he was like, "Okay, we gotta get, we gotta get everybody in yeah. San Francisco. All the ten thousand apes. In All San the Francisco. apes in the in the Tri City area." <laughs> I this is this is a little nitpick, but it's just one that I think is very funny. That moment where Caesar's doing the little apes together strong demonstration. Uh, you know they're signing back and forth, and they're it's like subtitled. But then when he does that, he's not signing any words. He's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. He just breaks the one stick and then he can't break a bunch of little ones, you know. And that is a visual metaphor that represents how apes are stronger together. But they, like, subtitle it as if he's, like, speaking language in a way that I think is really funny. Like, but I, I think just, that just he, is, make sure he is speaking yeah, language. Yeah, I know. I'm he's, positive he's, that they didn't not... subtitle it first and then people didn't get it, so they decided to subtitle it. But it's just like, imagine if any time somebody, like, used an idiom in a movie, it was, like, subtitled just to make sure. <laughs> just to make sure. But, like, later, yeah. later on throughout the trilogy, how much of it, uh, like, the apes communicating is purely 100% American Sign Language and or how much is, like, interpreted this is its own ape language right. like i think that's cool that they're creating their own new language and that's mm-hmm. important in building a society because we live in a society <laughs> we live in one but, of those yeah are we gonna talk okay wait 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 i'm gonna get us completely off track here okay <laughs> oh no can i say my thing no, first list? i know what you're gonna say i know <laughs> okay. what you're gonna bring All up right. but i don't want to talk about it right now <laughs> okay fine adeline go <laughs> I was going to say, that's what's interesting about the second one, because you have that weird dichotomy where Caesar can speak English on some level, a very, like, a, a very small amount of English that he can speak, but he speaks a lot while all the other apes are doing sign yeah. and can't really talk. And so then that's when the other, that's when Brutus gr- Chimp comes up and he's like, he just loves humans, <laughs> he loves humans, he speaks English while the rest of us do sign. And it's like, oh. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Koba. Koba Cabana. You want to talk about you want to talk about the Snyder cut now? <laughs> yeah, it's just so wild that <laughs> I don't get it. So, look, 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 look. Adeline and I love Batman v Superman and we're so hyped about the Snyder cut. But <laughs> the fact that Zack Snyder was like I'm going to bring back Jared Leto to make him say we live in a society in this movie is so <laughs> insane to me. I don't understand how you because could not my, understand my that understanding we don't... was that nobody has ever actually said we live in a society no. but that's just like yeah yeah, but that's just, like, the joke is that that's essentially what all these big, stupid galaxy brain takes are. It's just mm-hmm. we live in a society. But so yeah. the fact that they actually made him say that is, like, such, like, a, a, a like, it's like when Disney movies make fun of themselves but don't actually change anything. And right. you're just like, what the fuck was that? Like, it's exactly the same thing. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? If you know that it's corny and doesn't mean anything, why did you say it? Well, I don't think, I don't think well, that's me- even it. I think that... Like, the way that we use We Live in a Society, it's become synonymous with the Joker because they're just satirizing a very particular type of online social media content. But, like, yes. it's just the thing where people say, like, we live in a society where uh, people care more about money than they do about love, you know? And you say that and everyone's like, cool. Or the, the new <laughs> meme know? that's like, none of these people know I have 300 hours on leave. Right, exactly. But, like, and then, you know, and those type of people are always like, oh, the Joker's so cool. And that's why it, like, all got wrapped in with that whole thing. But, like, clearly, Zack Snyder has, like, in some way seen or heard that, like, that's, like, a whole internet thing is the Joker saying we live in a society. I can only imagine he put that in just being like, oh, this will be, like, a fun fan thing. Like, they, like, 
they would like if the Joker said that without like fully understanding what the meme is, you know, that's the only (laughs) thing I can imagine. I just think he doesn't just tone deaf. Yeah. That he just doesn't get it. It was just like, people want him to say that. I'll let him say that. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Be like, no, God, no, stop. Do you like this kids? No, no, we don't. And you know what's so wild? I said this in the discord, by the way, if you're not on our discord, you can get on our discord. The, the uh, links, links in the description right now. I got a new discord server where we're having fun. Um, but, like, the YouTube comments on that trailer are, are mostly people who are, like, really sincerely excited about the Snyder Cut, and good for them. But it's just, like, so many people being like, that was so awesome. That was so great when he did that. I love that he said we oh, live in a society. That was really cool and tough of him to do. And I was like, what? How do you, how do you not think that's stupid? I don't know. I just don't get it. Because um, we live in a society, and that's why it's not okay to murder people and laugh. <sighs> which will be the last thing we say on our podcast when we reveal that one of us was the killer. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. We live in a society. It's really well, sad so that we'll we live on, in a society. We'll see, what do you get when yeah, you what mix do you get a when podcast you... and society. a need for clout? You get what you fucking deserve, and then we kill you. Yeah, there's just right. a gunshot, and then and then the and then the theme music plays. Yeah, and then the ska music plays. I just wanna. I don't want to make fun of you because I support you in your sincere like of the movie Joker, which I which I also agree with on some levels. But do you still think the part where he says the the knock knock joke before he shoots Robert De Niro is I, good? I still like it. Okay, I do okay. still like it. I I'm think- just checking. I still like, I think it's good, I like it. See, my relationship with Joker as a film is that, like, I I know it's, got, it's like one of the things, it's like, I know that it's bad for me, but I like it. Like, I know all <laughs> right, the, this right. is a total neckbeard Reddit incel movie, and I understand that. But I did also like it and had fun. So yeah, like, of course. No, you're allowed to like it. I love makes, Batman v Superman. Like, Batman v Superman is one of my favorite movies, Adeline. I get it. Yeah, and I just can't tell people that I like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the Joker and Batman v Superman, I can't just be like, I like those movies. I have to be like, hold on, hold on, but you don't understand. Sometimes it just hits. It works. <laughs> Sometimes it just hits. When he goes, what do you mi- what do you get when you mix the mentally abused shut in in a society <laughs> that doesn't get a shit about him. You get what you fucking deserve. Oh, God. And he shoots the guy on live TV. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, that rules. Yeah. I feel like that scene, it was built up too. It made sense it in really the context. Was. But then if you start thinking about the context too much, then that's where you're yeah. like, Oh, wait a, a minute. <laughs> I, just oh, think, wait a second. Like, I just think that line it, delivery a, and the way that particular line is written is so fucking stupid. It takes me out of it so bad. No, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I think it, I think it works. I think, okay. it's, I think it's appropriate for <laughs> what they're trying to accomplish. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's one of those things where it's like, I, I agree with what he's saying with on some level, but then I know the people who relate to it are not the same people that I think that it's actually mm-hmm. talking about, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, yeah uh, a lot of problems P. in society are caused by society. <laughs> then you have all these fucking assholes who are like, hey, we live in a society. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't get it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're like, I mean, it could be, you could take it as like, oh, we live in a society that doesn't care about people who uh, need cycles help poverty, with their mental blah, 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 health, mental health. their mental illness, and they're like, we live in a society where I'm not allowed to say the N-word without getting fired, and I don't think that's okay. Right. Yeah, it's like, we so, live in a society where women won't date me, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> 
Uh, what do you guys so, think you about know. when Tom Felton says, "Get your damn hands off me, you damn your get your dirty"? So, what does he say? Get your get, get, get your, your fucking goddamn dirty. shit ass hands your off me, pause, you cunt ass pause, idiot. Pause. <laughs> yes. You wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and cheese in this slop in your your food for the corn and your cookies. Pussy. I don't know what's happening anymore. That's a wet ass monkey because he shoots anyway, him with the hooves. You know the famous line. The famous line uh-huh. from Red, iconic. One of the ape. one of the wet ass ape. Uh. <laughs> I think I think the first time I saw it, I was like. Wow, I can't believe that because you know callbacks. Right. And now and then for a little while I hated it. I was like, "That's so lame. Ooh, that's so stupid." And now I think it's fine. I'm, I yeah, I'm kind of mixed on it. I think it's good. I don't think that the line reading is very good. It feels very unnatural mm-hmm. and obvious. Um, yeah. I wanted. I still want. I think the better and more iconic line from Planet of the Apes is. You blew it up, you maniacs! Goddamn yeah. you all to hell! Which is something yeah, I would much rather see called back oh than damn dirty ape. Where would you put that? Well, in that the would movie, be the then? perfect thing to say when the gorilla runs into the helicopter, <laughs> and you're like, "You blew it up!" <laughs> perfect. No, I think there's a scene well. where Caesar fucking blows up a whole bunch of gas tanks at the human camp. And if Woody Harrelson was just Would like, just, just like play it real natural, real oh, understated, if Woody the, Harrelson was just like, this movie. you blew it up, you animals, god damn you, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But like halfway through, he's like, you blew it all to, because he loses the ability to talk. <laughs> yeah. And then Caesar just noises. signs it to him. <laughs> I know, I know, but he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's not as funny. My bit was funnier. <laughs> God, that's the thing about the original Planet of the Apes movie, where fuck it, it's been a long time since I've like actually sat down and watched that movie. But where they, some end of the movie, something happens. They're like, all right, all the monkey scientists are like, all right, human man, take your girlfriend and get out of here, I guess. And he's like, dope, I'm gonna bounce. And so they get on the horse, and there's just a really long montage of them riding that horse on the beach, till they get to the Statue of Liberty. It just like kind of sunk into the sand and he goes, You animals! You blew it up! And it's like they did it! They didn't blow it up! It's right there! They what did they blow up? Not Imagine James Franco yelling that, and I can imagine that very vividly. Oh yeah. For some reason that feels right. Imagine James Franco yelling that, but as Tommy Wiseau. Oh, there you go. Wouldn't that be better though? Wouldn't that be pretty I good? I just, I still think that's among the greatest line readings in cinema history. Or Charlton Heston is like, God damn you all to hell! It's so fucking yeah. good. Yeah, it is good. You because maniacs! Because they blew up the earth. You they maniacs. blew up what? You blew society. it up. You blew it all up. They blew up society. Ugh, so good. We live in an ape society. We live in an ape society now. I now, guess. I guess now if that we do all humanity died. Want to do all the apes movies? I guess we can do them in chronological order. I hadn't considered. We've said this before. I hadn't considered that these were prequels. So, although mm-hmm. oh, where do you where, where do you put the Tim Burton one though? Because that's an alternate reality. Yeah, Tim Burton is alternate reality, so it happens at the same time as the original Planet of the Apes. Okay. I would yeah, argue. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
But also, whatever. <laughs> That's I the one. Like, I still can't get over Abraham Lincoln in that movie. I love Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. I love Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I'm all for Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> so it's I so do, dumb. The things that I really love about this movie after living through COVID, it, this much of COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> through to this part of COVID, because COVID's <laughs> not over yet. Uh, yeah, I we do don't know. It might turn into the simian flu. Yeah, I do appreciate that the whole world basically ends because of his asshole neighbor, because that feels very true to reality. <laughs> right, yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that involve that asshole neighbor, that if he just wasn't an asshole, the world probably wouldn't have ended. <laughs> yeah, that's true too! Like, if he hadn't yelled at an old man with memory issues, then Caesar wouldn't have attacked him. And if he didn't get on a plane after dramatically coughing up blood into a handkerchief, <laughs> then the world wouldn't have ended. Right. Uh, it's okay, Giuseppe. The, the, okay, okay. The one performance in this movie, not, not to talk sh- shit on, like, everybody in this movie, but I don't think anybody in this movie is, like, super great, except... No, nobody really stands Except for John Lithgow. I think John Lithgow is Yeah, yeah John Lithgow is great. Um, and like, there's that moment at the beginning when he gets that Alzheimer's treatment for the first time and James Franco's like, well, we got to like run some tests. I don't know. And John Lithgow just like grabs him by the shoulders and is like, I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> like, I know mm-hmm. you need to like test me or whatever, but I'm telling you, like it yeah. worked and I'm fixed. It's better. Like something about that reads so pure and sincere and like real to me like that that line reading mm-hmm. works so well mm-hmm. i just feel like the joy in that you know i think it is yeah. really profound oh god the fucking scene where they're sitting down and eating breakfast and see and caesar notices that he's oh! using his fork yeah. upside down and has to like slowly and patiently flip the fork around for him yeah. it's just fucking it's heartbreaking yeah. bro it's so, it's so sad yeah, I feel like all of the thematic elements that are delivered by John Lithgow, like, really are the ones that translate throughout the movie and then throughout the rest of the trilogy, whereas all of the, like, girlfriend, veterinarian girlfriend stuff, like, she is constantly saying, like, hey, you need to stop trying to force things or something like that. Yeah, like, no. she's like, this is how nature works, which doesn't make really sense in a vanilla. movie about how, like, science developed... Uh, an ability for apes to be super intelligent right. because that's not nature. Um, right. So like none of what she says ever feels like it's anything, but all of the John Lithgow, like I am experiencing beauty and it's being overshadowed by like this fear that it's going to go away. Feels like that is something that this movie is trying to talk about and it's really good. And yeah, it's yeah, a lot sure. of times using no dialogue and that's awesome. Right. And and uh, we gotta say also the moment where Caesar speaks where he says no, oh yeah, fucking mm-hmm. kicks ass. So fucking good. Oh, yeah. I think, the fact that it's just silence afterwards yeah. and the way that Andy Circus mm-hmm. talks as Caesar is so good because he doesn't just say no. He says it in like yeah. the raspy like back of his throat like chimpanzee like the way that they make sounds. Yeah. It's so it's so good. The uh, oh. I feel like that is truly like the moment that kind of made this movie a, a hit. Because oh, I think this movie is like pretty good and like in the like general culture like outside of that I think it's like a pretty good movie that people like but like 
I feel like that moment in particular is like what really got people talking, what like really put butts in seats and was like, this is what, this is the proof we needed to make a couple more of these that we like want to do this franchise, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? I feel like that is like truly the the particular moment in this movie that just like caught people's imaginations because it's just, it rules. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And like at it's this so point in the in history like most movies are being made not most but a lot of big blockbuster movies are being made with the understanding that there is franchise potential behind it so i really love that this movie isn't like all right let's show them everything we got right now because we want to make sure that people like this movie like it's a slow burn but a slow burn on purpose yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and and it still delivers all the time i feel like this i feel like the way that this movie handles being like obviously they knew on some level that they were doing some kind of a series they were going to get some kind of franchise out of this yeah and but i have so much respect for just like saying like we're just gonna make a trilogy around this story and that's it right we're gonna tell the story of caesar and that's what we're gonna do like it just like it feels like a franchise in the least corporate way right possible like i feel like it builds on itself they're not like oh spoiler alert for the next one or here's a cliffhanger that leads to the next one like it's kind of just like i feel like every movie does kind of stand by itself but they're so much better because they're a part of the trilogy like the ending of this movie ends with them like being in the forest and then over the end credits, you see the rest of the UC society, like, <laughs> collapse. But, like, that could have been the end. It could have just been one movie. Because, like, mm-hmm. we know Planet of the, Exist- Planet of the Apes exists. Yeah. So that you could just infer, oh, society broke down and then Planet of the Apes happened. And you, it, it would have been fine. But the fact that it continues into the trilogy so naturally while being able to stand alone is right. just so nice like it doesn't feel like corporate like oh, it's a series by caesar toys right. you know one of the few things <laughs> one of the few things that i think was actually very good about disney buying fox was them shutting down andy circus's fourth planet of the apes movie yeah honestly because he like, just kept andy saying Alpia. he was gonna do that and who was like why and don't like, do it and no. like don't yeah and he was just like no we'll make another one we'll make a fourth one like i mean caesar won't be in it because he fucking died but it'll be like same characters the same world and stuff just like another one and it was like fuck that no it's just them, but this time it's just them like gardening i would watch that actually what do you guys think disney's gonna do with planet of the apes Hmm. I see there are two possibilities in my head and one of them is the the thing I feel like this trilogy was like this isn't your dad's Planet of the Apes we're like doing like heavy like thematic stuff and like we're getting like deep with it Mm -hmm. I feel like the next step unfortunately is like Muppet Babies but it's Planet of the Apes (laughs) where it's this isn't your dad's Planet of the Apes this is your baby brother's Planet of the Apes what where it's like an because anim- you know that animated Lion King show that like kind of has a plot. Yeah. That's Not what I imagine. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. Lion King like, has already made for children. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying though. That's what that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think that's one possibility. Right. I, I like think the other I possibility really is and is a limited TV right. show because that's and what I think we've that's seen very much with Alien. That was their move with yeah. Alien. 
Um, yeah, I think that's very much a possibility to be like on Disney Plus, like a limited series, Planet of the Apes, telling a story of the Planet of the Apes. Right. I totally see that coming. Um, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is just a weird property in a way, because. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite function in the same way that like most blockbusters and the way we think about them do, you know. I feel yeah. it doesn't have like particular iconic characters that you can spin out. It doesn't have like a particular iconic like design or setting. It's a very malleable mm-hmm. franchise. Like mm-hmm. Alien yeah. has the alien, <laughs> you know? And like yeah. what's important <laughs> is you get the alien in there. And but with Planet of the Apes, like the core of the franchise is just kind of like there's apes on a planet. <laughs> you know yeah, and out. it's like i don't know i don't know if disney knows what to do with something like that you know mm-hmm. at least right now and i mean they'll like jackson what jackson do you remember do you remember the planet of the apes vr game <laughs> where you're a chimpanzee with a machine gun are you mega sure that was actually planet of the apes branded that no it was planet of the apes because i saw the commercial on youtube and i was like what the actual fuck i'm gonna look it up right now <laughs> yeah i'm looking it up too but like the minutia Planet of, of the Planet Apes of the Apes doesn't matter. Like the part the part that matters is like A, the beginning that we've seen, like developing, separating from human society. That's cool. I'm glad we explored that. Right. And then having a society that is like so structured and already established that humanity then re-enters and uh like sees all of its flaws reflected. Um, right. And the fact that it's too late, like that's the those are the important parts. Like I don't want to see like like 10th century AD ape edition where they're trying to figure out democracy. Right. Like I don't care about any of that. <laughs> the, like it's just humans, but apes. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I think it's just I think rom-com. it's decently likely that they'll just do a like a like a reboot. They'll just be like, Planet of the Apes, and it's like kind of, they get like Chris Evans to be Charlton Heston, and it's just like, yeah. oh, a guy visits the planet, oh, yeah. and it turns out it's Earth at the end. And you're like, okay, yeah, cool, and maybe it's good, who's to say? Um, just to like say. some kind of Trump parody, probably. Yeah, probably has something about probably. Trump in it. Uh, but like, I Q think it's on, also... monkeys. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know. Um, I don't know how they do it, but they probably will. But that's the other thing is that Planet of the Apes, more than most other like major franchises, has like a weird relationship with canon. You know, there were like five oh, old movies, and then there was a reboot, and then there were like some like kind of half prequels that like set themselves up as prequels, but are not like fully canon to the original ones. You know, and yeah. you have to be like, do we try to continue one of these or like? make it connect to one of them somehow or do we just start our own thing brand new like how do we how do we insert ourselves into this weird structure you know it do it does feel like i feel like the planet of the apes movies and the way that they deal with them really does feel like comic books in a way where yeah. it's like we can just we could just tell a story and it's like it's based around these lines it's like every spider-man story is going to be different spider-man could be totally different and still be spider-man you know mm-hmm. like if we could just tell whatever story we want in the planet of the apes and as long as it's like about apes and humans and this kind of sci-fi reality then like that that is what it is like if right. disney just came up and we're like all right we're doing a planet of the apes movie and it's just like 
fucking whatever we want. It's just, like, a new story of new apes, like, doing a new thing. Right. I'd be like, that totally cool. Totally fine with it. And this time it's Mount Rushmore, but they're monkeys. Oh, we just keep yeah. picking different American I'm... monuments to replace with monkeys. <laughs> That's, I want, the only, the only possible in-between movie I would want is Abraham Lincoln's inauguration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, whatever the ape civil war is, I guess. Yeah. Where oh, ape, Abraham yeah. Lincoln freed the ape slaves. Go. Yeah. Uh, that would be, that's what I want. That's the only okay. thing. Although, wait, was the, do... was the Statue of Liberty a monkey in the original one? No, it was no. just the real one. Okay, it's for some reason, sand. it was just in my brain. It was a monkey too, but I guess it's not. Okay, because that's the Futurama joke where it's a monkey and then it's a, a, an octopus right, right, or right. whatever. Okay, I hate to derail the conversation, but I have looked up Planet of the Apes. Video. Yeah, Crisis so on the Planet video of the game, Apes. Crisis on the Planet of the Apes. So it came out 2018. It takes place in between Rise and War, and you do play as a chimpanzee and you do have a big gun. And wow, it just looks like the just looks like shit. <laughs> it doesn't look good, like graphic wise, real bad. Have, are you seeing these same pictures? Yeah, probably. Okay, so here's the thing: um, we cannot afford a VR setup, but no, our, we can't. Our good close friend Tosh Raider is a VR game developer and has a pretty good VR setup. If I could talk her into going over to her house and letting me use her computer. I could hypothetically stream myself playing Crisis on the Planet of the Apes. See, I am seeing this picture, and it fills me with such hope and joy, where it's a little, like, character screen of the guy that you play. It's just, like, this ape standing there with, like, stats next to him. And it fills me with such hope that there is some element of character customization. (laughs) Because, oh my fucking god, if you got to create your own ape OC... Holy fuck, take my money. <laughs> right. Tanja's is probably not listening and I'm glad she isn't cuz I'm kind of just inviting myself over to her house to use her computer, but I'll see if I can we I mean I think we should. I think that is something that should happen and I'm sure she would let oh, us. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. But we you know the truth the is set The truth of the matter is that it would be me playing it and just you guys like watching me. Yeah. But that's fine. yeah. Um, wow, this game doesn't look good. <laughs> Have you played Ape Out? What the fuck is that? It's the one where you're like the ape in the sky. You're like a gorilla in the skyscraper, and it's like this weird indie game with like a. No, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it fucking rules. I'll send you a trailer later. It's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. You're just like well, the, the silhouette only... of a gorilla, like running around in a top down, like shooter, but you just like crush guys and push them into walls and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I feel like I watched you play that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only only gorillas in video games that I know about is that in Fallout 4, there's, like, one area that's, like, guarded by gorillas, and that's, like, it. But here's the thing. I fucking can't stand playing Fallout 4, so I've never (laughs) seen them. I've just been told of them by my friends who have actually beaten Fallout 4. Right. So, wait, hold on. I'm just thinking about the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, which I have not seen. Yes. <laughs> if the Abraham Lincoln is an ape, does that port like what does that even mean? Because that doesn't mean that there was a human society that was like ours and it is Earth. It just means that they're their own separate thing. Why would that be a revelation? Yeah. Because it's a meta commentary. It's not like, oh, this was supposed to be Earth. Like you expected it to be earth and it wasn't our earth 
I guess. Surprise! Gotcha! Now, now you're thinking about society now, I bet. Oh, man, Tim Burton sucks. P- probably not. Probably. I know. That, that's, God, that says nothing. In my Do we want to talk Tim about Burton the fucking Wednesday Adam things on stream? Grace. <laughs> what? Wait, what did you just say? Say it again. I didn't hear you. Oh, I just said, do we want to talk about the fucking Wednesday Adam things on stream? I mean, I just don't have anything to say except, God, fucking please don't. Yeah, for just people who don't, don't know, do Tim Burton is signed on to write and direct a eight-episode limited series on Netflix about fucking Wednesday Adams, And it's just the I worst thought- idea ever, and I hate it so much. I really fucking thought that we were done with the Adams family. We gave them a musical. We gave them an animated movie that nobody saw and or liked. Yeah, nobody like we saw just it. nobody saw it. Like I thought that we tried and we didn't to get anywhere and we were done. I thought we were done with the Adams family. I cannot fucking believe that we're going to get quirky not like other girls Tim Burton in on Wednesday <laughs> Adams. I can't I can't yeah, do it. But it's just Oh, go ahead, Keisha. Ooh. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like, it's the least surprising thing in the world, and it's going <laughs> to be so bland and boring, yeah. and we've already seen it happen a thousand times with a thousand other it's just gonna be skinny, pale, white again. girls, and I don't care. I don't care about it at all. I don't care. But consider, what if it's good, though? Headcore Productions just make it made a comment that I really like. It was I hate it here and I'm tired of Tim Burton. I if it is good, this is what I think it needs to do to be good. Is it needs I don't even know. It need it needs to be surprising somehow. Right. But it seems like the least surprising thing is Tim Burton wanting to do something with Wednesday Adams. Because yeah. it seems like all of Tim Burton's Female protagonists are Wednesday Adams inspired no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't think people understand what makes the Adams family actually like what we people actually like about them. Like, we like that they're spooky and they're kooky. But, like, with the original, They're creepy and they're kooky. They're creepy and they're kooky. They're just a little bit spooky. But, like, what what was loved and beloved about, like, the original comic strip was, yeah, they're, like, silly and spooky, but at the end of the day, they're, like, a real family that's, like, Mm -hmm. cute and, like, have nice relationships. Like, it's... I don't know. I feel like they're just like, especially with the animated movie, I didn't see it because nobody okay. did. But what I got from the trailer really was like, we're spooky and we don't fit into fucking suburbia. And it's like, I thought of fucking, it. Yeah, we know. That is a. We know you I don't thought, fit into suburbia. That's a fucking I thought weird of what movie I, because that was made by Warner Brothers. No, excuse me, not Warner Brothers. Uh, Universal Studios, who don't have an animation studio. They yeah. truly just, mm-hmm. like, got a bunch of guys together with no infrastructure and were like, could you make a movie if we just, like, <laughs> gave you some money? And they're like, yeah? I mean, kind of. here's the thing. It was fucking ugly. <laughs> right, it's yeah. It's the ugliest animation. Yeah. Were you about to say something, Keisha? I thought of I, I thought of how I would like a Wednesday Addams miniseries. Okay. This is what I want. I want She's it to be... I want it to... No, 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 no. <laughs> I want it to be... Wednesday Adams with the spirit of Emma, in which she is like a socialite that is constantly trying to like couple people up, but in like a really dense way in which she's like not, she doesn't see what she's doing, is manipulative until like seven episodes in, and then right. she starts to correct her wrongs. But and in, she's a, like in a quirky Wolfman way, Stacy from English. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. I that would maybe be fun <laughs> that, for that's me. That's funny. That would maybe if it was that would Emma. maybe that's be good, fun. That's a good yeah, pitch. Yeah, that is a good pitch. I think. Hmm. I think you could. I. There are things that you could do with like a coming of age story with Wednesday Adams and like her family and society at large. You could do something. I feel like I don't trust Tim Burton to take that idea and do something we haven't seen. I think he would just do exactly what you would expect. Yeah. Where she goes to like college and they're like, you're weird. And she's like, oh no, I'm weird. And then she's like, actually, I'm going to embrace being weird. Right. And it's like, fuck, I don't care. Where, uh, whereas in like no. real life, she would go to college and she's like, I cut heads off of Barbie dolls. And people are like, okay, cool. Did you take the notes from chemistry? <laughs> yeah. Okay, look at them? Cool. <laughs> you should go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, yeah, okay, do whatever you want with your toys. Cool. Yeah. And if she, and here's the kicker: if she goes to an arts college, everyone else also fucking did that. <laughs> uh, okay. Do we have any final thoughts about Rise of the Planet of the Apes before we move on to One Division talk? I have another One thing to say about division. the Adams family. <laughs> okay, I guess. Because <laughs> no, because you know what's way what I enjoy way fucking more than the Adams family. What's that? It's the monsters. I feel like humanity has just like completely forgotten about the monsters. What about that Fall Out Boy song that samples the guitar riff? What about that? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like the last time that they were like <laughs> in the popular eye. Because yeah. like it, it. I don't know. I just like it so much more. I think they have like a fun dynamic baked in where they have like their niece that lives with them, who's just like a normal teen girl from the sixties, <laughs> and it's hilarious because the dad is literally Frankenstein. <laughs> like it's so good. Like I watch those old TV shows of the monsters, and it's like actually hilarious. And I'm upset that we keep we keep giving the Adams family so many chances, and it's never good. Why can't we give the monsters a shot? It's not never good. Come on, the Barry Sonnenfeld movies. It is good rule. sometimes. There are lots of times that it's good. I'm just saying that the last like two things have not been show stopping. Uh, okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we'll move on to Wandavision. We we're gonna go into spoiler zone for Wandavision if you're if you care about that on the stream or in the podcast. Um, but the we'll say before we have a mass exodus of people who don't want to hear it uh, that you know this is our hundredth episode and I just kind of want to get sappy for a second because it's just really cool get sappy. that that you know that Adeline and I have had the it just it speaks to the fact that we like doing this that we're still doing it. Cause, yeah. cause if we didn't like it, we would have stopped like ninety six episodes ago. Oh, and yeah. uh, we've talked about it before. We we say it a lot now that we're sort of starting to get some traction. But we've got new people in this chat every single week, and it's so exciting to like see like new people come and find our content and like engage with us and like say interesting, smart things in the chat a lot of the time. And yeah, I'm just really happy that we've sort of. Especially with the Discord server now, which you can click on in the description. There's a link in the description to join the Discord server. Like, it feels like we're kind of gathering a little community over there. Um, and, you know, it's it's not, like, bustling right now. But every couple of days, someone will post a trailer or we'll talk about Pokemon or something. And we, like, have a conversation, like, with each other for a few hours. You know? It's good. And I like it a lot. And it's just really exciting. And I'm really happy about how this whole... 
this whole crazy experiment has gone, you know? That we call life. This crazy experiment we call life. <laughs> this society. And I'm really happy to have Keisha here. <laughs> Keisha, I know you haven't been here for 100 episodes, but you've been here I've for been like... I've been here for 15 episodes, 15, though, so. <laughs> yeah. And they've been fucking good, and they're way better since you've been here. Yes, I say. Yeah, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything to say? I'm just, I'm excited. I know. I mean, I think you captured it. Like, I'm happy. I love engaging. It, it, it's cool. I don't know. I'm one of those people who's, like, totally fine with just screaming into the void, you know? Like, I, I'm all about, like, it's not about who sees it. It's about, like, just making it. And, like, if a post gets two likes, that's whatever. Like, I made something, and I'm glad that it's out in the world for people to experience, even if they're not. But the fact that some people, like, actually are is amazing. Like, that's yeah. so cool. Like, to be able to, like, have a community that, like, I see other people have. And, like, anytime anybody fucking, like, does any, like, fan art or fan anything, I'm just like, holy shit. I exist and people enjoy the things that I'm saying. Right. Like, it's just bonkers. Keisha, your turn. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been a long, hard road for me, personally, yeah, uh-huh. um, and I just didn't ever think I would be here, but we've made it this far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know you're joking, but, but re- you've like, done really I- great work on this podcast, <laughs> and we're super happy to have you, and we're excited to keep doing it with you. Um, yeah, I am, I'm really thankful and happy to have, like, a, a just, like, friends that share my love of cinema and other things that are silly and nerdy if you use that word which i don't know i think that people just like things and it's okay to like things <laughs> right, right right it's fun to have a whole a whole group of people I almost, almost said society. society there almost gotcha <laughs> I've just been, it's been in, ingrained into my brain because of this episode we should start our own but society. it's just yeah yeah we With can do in our society <laughs> yes and guns society <laughs> But it's just fun. It's fun to to get to know different people all over who also like the same things that maybe we like or maybe don't like as much. But we get to talk about it in a really fun, engaging way. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm really happy to be a part of it. So what we we have neglected to do WandaVision talk for a few episodes for multiple reasons. Yes. One week we had to put it off or we had to move the podcast up so we didn't get to watch the newest episode. So we skipped it. And then one week we had guests and we didn't want to be like, let's talk about WandaVision because we didn't Watch prep them for things. that. Uh, and also one week was Maddie and she hadn't seen it. And we thought that she had. I just assumed that she had, but she hadn't. She's seen um, it now. <laughs> say again? She's seen it now. Oh, okay, cool. Yay. Do you want to call her in? Get her in here. <laughs> oh, I can. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what she yeah, says. That's fine. All right. Should I just, I'll just go talk to her right now. <laughs> We'll keep the people entertained. Um, Jackson, yeah. anybody in your house who has fun things to say? Uh, I don't know. Anna might. Anna, are you still listening? Do you want to come in and join on the WandaVision talk? I kind of like this dynamic. <laughs> Just get hey, somebody. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to talk about WandaVision on the podcast? Really? Like right now? She said, sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really thought she said no, and that was going to be funny. <laughs> My mom said no. My mom said I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Anna. Hold on. She, um, she's in the next we, room over, but she just knock <laughs> loud enough. Do you want her to just join my like sit on with yeah, me yeah, at yeah, the yeah. same computer? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Maddie, you don't have to join. You can just. I'll give you a pod. Okay. 
<laughs> I was doing something weird with my face. Oh. It came in at a very emotional time. I made you loud. No, do you? Are you listening? Do you want to come in and talk about Wandavision with us? Oh, I'm I here. But I've been invaded. I oh, was that's in the right. You haven't watched the newest something. episode yet. Yeah, I haven't. <gasps> <gasps> okay, well, fine. Just fuck off and be quiet. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I couldn't I like hear you. Do you? Okay. I was trying to figure out. Okay, I love you. Sorry. I do have your capo. You can come get it if you want. I guess. Okay, I will. I love you. I love you too. Wait, I'm gonna get a chair. Okay, Maddie's here. I forgot Hello. that I forgot that Anna hadn't seen the most recent episode. She didn't watch Jackson. it today. I had a lot of guilt last night because I got it and like five people I was texting didn't, and so I felt so bad. I was like, I don't deserve right to see this this early. <laughs> Nobody knows yet. Yeah. Nobody knew. Hello. We're on stream. Hello. This is the professional part of the recording. Okay. It doesn't fit through that. Yes, it does. So now we've got Maddie back. Uh, so yeah, like I was Hello. saying, we, we'll probably, why don't we say we just check in now and then we'll check in in two weeks when the show's over. We don't have to do it every week because we haven't been. Gotcha. Um, but so, okay. So like elephant in the room is the whole Evan Peters thing. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? What I think, this is what I think. I still think that there's a multiverse. I think Catherine Hahn reached into the multiverse and she's got. Oh, yeah, of course. This is the real Peter Maximoff, but she's just doing her little zip zap zop to him. And now he's being a little a little D bag. Right. That's what I think. Because I had a real galaxy brain take that was proven wrong by the most recent episode. But I still want to say it because it makes me, I think it makes me seem smart. Um, mm-hmm. which is that, that Catherine Hahn was going to be the version of Scarlet Witch from the X-Men universe that, uh, what's his name? Yeah. I just said his name is, that Evan Peters is from. Evan and Peters. that's why she yeah. was, like, manipulating her into bringing back Quicksilver mm. so she could, like, pull her brother from the other universe that she's from into this one so they could be together again. But they didn't do that. It's fine. I'm not mad, but I'm just saying my version would have been definitely better is the thing. I'm um, just saying I'm mad. Anyway. But okay, okay, uh, maybe okay. Maybe that'll be multiverse of madness. There are two. Madness. Well, because, yeah, because that's the thing, right? They're clearly setting up a lot of multiverse stuff in the sense oh, yeah, yeah. that, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the next movie she's going to be in is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and Spider-Man 3 is going to have people mm. from different universes and... Doctor Strange 2 is directed by Sam Raimi, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it seems real clear that there's, like, for sure, for sure, almost definitely gonna be, like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in a Doctor Strange movie, which is insane, um, and Doctor Strange is gonna be in Spider-Man 3, and, like, yeah. it's, so, so, it, there's not, the, 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 uh, Catherine Hahn reveal doesn't, doesn't dissuade me from thinking that they're doing a, a multiverse thing, um, yeah. but... There's one thing I'm very excited about, which is that the weird little trailer in the most recent episode is says the the product is called like Nexus, which is like oh, yes. the Nexus of all realities is a Marvel thing. Yeah. And you know who guards the Nexus of all realities? A man I thing. I remembered at one AM. <laughs> Say it again. Man thing. 
the big what old... does Madam Web do? Oh, <laughs> Madam Web's not even really a thing, to be honest. <laughs> I was about to say, I thought I was going to say Madam Web and be really smart, no. but I don't think she's Fucking done anything for a while. man thing. The nexus of all realities is just yeah. like at a random J. point Jonah in a Jameson. <laughs> and I want Man-Thing in the MCU with his big, weird nose. You guys know what Man-Thing looks like? He's the best. <laughs> I don't know if I'm super familiar with Man Not Thing. to be confused be with Swamp Thing from DC. Very or different. The Thing. That's or right, The Thing. Right. Oh, that's right, Man Thing. Yeah. It's not clobbering time. He's got like the eyebrows and the like proboscis. And he's like. Yeah, he's a very huggable fellow. Yeah, he's the best. And I think that he should meet he's Doctor thinking. Strange and I don't know, maybe they should kiss. Be friends. Yeah. Um, no, I think it'll be like you know in Labyrinth where it's the girl and like the big guy. I think it should be like that. Right, right, right. Where he's like, they're like, he, they're, it's like they love each other, but like in a platonic sweet way, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um. Anyway, my my galaxy brain that I I'll see twenty. I'll see. I'll see twenty is saying in the chat is that Agnes isn't a real person. Yeah, this is Adeline's and take. that's this is my take. I think. I think that she is a villain that's being manufactured by Wanda's subconscious. Because we've established that Wanda's doing things that she's not entirely aware of with her magic right now. And the fact that the lady came up to her and was like, don't let them make you a villain. And then immediately was revealed that there is, like, an actual villain of the story. Makes me think that, like, it's definitely, definitely some way affected by, like... Wanda's magic and like Wanda is like making a villain and especially when she goes into that ba- that creepy uh, spirit Halloween basement and sees that book with the red magic around it that just makes me feel like even more that this is just Wanda's magic creating a villain because she goes because I like, we haven't we haven't said why they're at West Point at all right so like if there's this weird magic that looks like her magic that's there it's like oh maybe that's why she went there or maybe that's why her magic is acting out outside of her control like I think absolutely that it's just making a villain out of Agnes. I'm just I'm loading up the stream. I like with the idea, my, like, man but thing I do disagree. <laughs> Those who know fear <laughs> man thing. If you don't know, you don't know, you know. <laughs> Have you heard the hot goss about, about Man, Man Thing? <laughs> Those who know fear. Maya, what's your theory? Look at that contour, that eyeliner. <laughs> what was my theory? I don't. What was your theory? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I don't even remember anything. It was. It was a mad dash to watch it at midnight last night. <laughs> oh my god! I was running. <laughs> I was literally running, running across the keyboard. I was running and then it was frozen. So I was like, I didn't have to brush my teeth in 25 seconds. Uh, but, but yeah, and I mean, I think what I'm fascinated by right now is that we're out of decades of sitcoms now, you know? That's fair. Like, what is Are we it? getting into the future? Yeah, yeah. They're going to predict the future of sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we might do a roundabout again, where next episode is going to be the Dick Van Dyke show again, because be. all that stuff in the house was going back in Glitchy time. Glitch. I think that might Glitchy be what we're doing. Glitch. Or it might just be, like, in the last two episodes, they do, like, you know, it's like everything all at once. Life. It's like moving in between different aesthetics. Yeah. I do... 
I still think that Catherine Hahn is too much of a red herring or a purple herring, I guess, in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's just, like, too, too early. It's too early to I'm be, too like... on the nose. Like, mm-hmm. there's a song for it. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very in your face. She's of an actress. Like, the only other thing I know her from is Parks and Rec. Like, she's very yeah. silly to and me. And Step Brothers. And Step yeah. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. But I, and I also, don't think like... They, I don't think they would cast her as, like, a serious actual villain. Jackson, stop putting so many pictures no. of Man-Thing on the screen. I love Man-Thing. <laughs> and I He's th- my boy. <laughs> I'm making a things. I'm making a man thing fan cam. I'm gonna put a bunch of like hearts and stuff around it. <laughs> I've got a sugar heart. What is that TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I don't do nothing. But like, also, here's the thing: is that Catherine Hall, the first character that they see, like she walks in and she's like, Ooh. "It's gonna be a gas." <laughs> right. And, and that and and like that's just like, oh, she's probably the bad guy. But also, Dottie in yeah. the second episode was so shady. And there was that yeah. whole thing about, like, and for she just the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that she's still... I think she, there's something afoot with her. Yeah. I think that Dottie is more sinister than, like, the show's alluded it to be. Because they they really, when I watched it the first time, they really stressed that, like, Agnes is like, Dottie's the secret to everything. Dottie, Dottie, Dottie. <laughs> and I was like... Mm-hmm. Right. And then Dottie <laughs> has not come up noggin. again since at all. No, she's yeah, not she's come up. I was like, I really noted this. Yeah, but she's been she's been on the screen. Has she? Like there was that scene in the seven in the seventies one, when the power goes out because Wanda gave birth, and she's like, "Does this make me look fat?" And then oh, no. the power goes out, and her husband like, "Thank God." Oh, that's right. <laughs> and that's funny. I, I, I didn't you know, realize that was Dottie. I think it was. She was Donald. blonde. Yeah. I just assumed. It could have been any blonde woman. <laughs> it could have been Donathan. That's my that's my reverse racism. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. That that's your one. Well, that Turn in your picture. card, please. <laughs> but I still think it's Dottie. I still think it's She's her. She's up to something. Uh, okay, here's the, the question I have. The here's the question I want to ask. Do you think Vision's gonna stick around in the world? After this, I think he's gonna die. I, I can't. Maddie and I disagree on this. I one. don't think. I think they're gonna find some reason to just get rid of him. I think we're at a point. I mean, look. I don't know. Either Marvel is just gonna go on forever, and they're gonna keep every character in play yeah. indefinitely, which I think could happen, but I don't think it's likely. Or they're gonna start coming up with excuses in this like phase four to like really eliminate characters as much as they can. So, well, I think it's going to be... We're, they're talking a lot about, like, facing grief in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think, right. I think it is going to be, like, she just has to deal with the fact that he's gone. Yeah, she has to let him go. Because people are always going to try to use him as a super weapon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a bummer because Vision's my favorite. I think she's making a new favorite. I know, you love Vision. You love Vision and sweaters. You're Vision, not going to see him in a sweater. Vision's my number one boy <laughs> in all media. I can't watch him die again. <laughs> I know. God, that Infinity War, it's fucked up. It's real sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and he's just, he's so good. And he's been so good in all of these different sitcom eras. Yeah, he's great. Like both, I know. Like, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are so good in each one. And I also, I, I think, I want to point Infinity out, War, like. Where the Vision shows up and he's just like a guy. And everybody just had to kind of deal with that for a second before he turned into the Vision again. Right. I mean, I just, I think that's really good. I think it's just efficient storytelling. Um, I know, I know. It was just funny because we had never established that before. uh, But I do think that. um, I think he's going to live. 
I think he's I just, I want to sort of appreciate that, uh, oh, this isn't a transparent image. This is just one of those dumb Google images that has a checkerboard background. Uh. I know. Sorry, I'm kind of, I'm dividing my attention. Uh. Yeah, because you're just finding more <laughs> pictures of man things. No, I'm finding know. hearts now. Um. <laughs> but, um, like, I don't we know. I just want looking at the active screen. Point out, like, the really. <laughs> we just saw the man thing. The really subtle, like, sort of, like, the difference in acting techniques that all of these characters are doing, like, between these different episodes. And there are times oh, yeah. when there are, like, contexts where they're, like, sort of just, like, tweaking their acting style just ever so slightly to fit like multiple different tones at the same time, you know, like straddling the line between like, you know, modern Marvel cinematic universe style performance and like nineties sitcom performance. And it's like trying to sort of like split the difference and, feel like with a foot in each camp while like having a really sure hand on the dial like knowing exactly where they need to tweak it one way or another you know i think it is absolutely astonishing the performances that elizabeth olsen and paul bettany are giving in this show oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) did we already talk about the end credit scene Oh, oh right. Not. Yeah. What did it Snooper's mean when Evan Peter said Snooper's gonna snoop? <laughs> what was that about? Yeah, I don't know. That kept me she off. She was snooping. But why was he there? Why did he say Snooper's gonna snoop? Because that's what they say in the 2000s. But then what's he gonna? Why was he there? Why was he snooping snoop? Because he. No, because he he's evil. Snoop. Remember, he's being yeah. controlled by the witch lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, listen, it was one a.m. It was early. That's fair. Like, That's really fair. The, pro- doing. the processing power wasn't there at one end. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the performances are just like it's it takes so much nuance and like understanding of each decade and also a love. Like before Maddie watched this, I knew that she's gonna love it because like we we watched like Bewitched as a we family. Three son. My we, three sons. Yeah. <laughs> J- Petticoat Junction. <laughs> we three sons. Lori and Tar. My three sons. My, it's called My, my three, three Sons. sons. I the love Brady that Bunch. Show. Maddie loves the Brady Bunch more than anything. Or anyone for that matter. Petticoat. <laughs> I can't find any good transparent so, heart borders. That's okay. Mm-hmm. No, it's that's not that's okay. We all know. No, no. I I'll love the man thing. They're implied. <laughs> love me, love me. Say that you love me. But make it about man thing. Yeah. I told them about Mothra. Man thing, man thing. <laughs> Mothra, Mothra. Say that, Say that you're Mothra. But it's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. See, it's a Mothra song. It's Mothra. a fan cam about man thing X Mothra. <laughs> <gasps> That's, he, see, wow. look, he's got he's got moths around. Oh my god, him. yeah, yeah he, he does. See, I don't. He would treat her way better than Godzilla does. I don't know if I Absolutely. actually think that Man Thing is going to show up in the MCU. I think it is possible, though. I think it may or I may not happen. Setting. I think I think he could squeeze his way into Doctor Strange. That's what I'm thinking. I think there's a pretty good chance Man Thing could pop up in Multiverse of Madness, or or oh, even even Guardians, maybe. Yeah, I guess. He's a pretty earthbound guy. He lives in a swamp. I know, but... (laughs) 
I know, there's but like in other planets. They, you say <laughs> no. they don't have swamps anywhere else. I guess yeah, not. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, but but it's good. Well, there's something I was about to say uh, about One Division, just in general, that I wanted to say before we stopped. And I don't remember what it was. Man, thing. It's great. It's really good. Really you know what? If they if they kill Vision, but they bring in Man Thing pretty soon, that'll be that'll. I'll, That's what everyone wants. It'll be all right in my okay, book. Jackson, what if they put what Man if, Thing in a sweater? Would you feel <laughs> fucking then? rule? I was gonna say, what if Man Thing is also played by Paul Bettany? Oh, yeah, there we go. They just I'm keep sad. putting because Paul Bettany in different roles in the MCU, just shuffling. Yeah, him they around. just keep putting funny masks on him, yeah. so you just can't tell that it's still him. Silly. That bad. would be so fucking or, good. Or. Doug Jones makes his way into the MCU Ooh. and into our Doug hearts. Jones as Why do you man hate thing. Doug Jones, I hate you. <laughs> Doug Jones belongs in the MCU. Oh, man, that would rule. Who's your Who's your perfect man thing fan cast, Adeline? Uh, I think John Cena. Yeah. Oh, what if we got Schwarzenegger? Ferdinand. No, he's too no, old. No, he's too old. That's what's he good could. about it, though. I would want him to be super old. I guess old. that's, yeah, yeah he so could be, wrinkly. like, slow and sweet. Be all wrinkly and I nice. I would say whoever played Abbott and Costello in Arrival. Oh, those yeah. guys. Don't that their CGI. Those guys don't get a lot <laughs> of work look- these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I think, and they did a- an excellent job. Yeah, they really so. did. And they've already worked with Jeremy Renner, so... <laughs> My, my Did somebody tried to tell me that Arrival right. was bad the other day, and I was gonna throw hands because fucking yeah. Arrival's so good. Uh oh, 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 um, I'm a little bit fascinated. The way that Marvel is planning out their like Disney Plus TV shows, they've got a shit ton of them scheduled. Obviously, I didn't even know. Oh that. yeah, but somebody did know that. <laughs> put it together that like every they've announced that like after every major TV show they do finishes, there's going to be, like, a making-of special that they drop. Um, and the <laughs> same thing for the the movies. They're going to have these, like, exclusive making-of featurettes on Disney+. Plus. Oh, awesome. So, but somebody, like, took the calendar. They were like, here are the announced number of episodes of each of these TV shows, like, it factoring in a, like, making-of and, like, when the major movies are supposed to come out. And they're like literally every Friday from now until the end of the year, like Marvel's dropping something. <laughs> like we're going straight from WandaVision <laughs> into making of WandaVision into Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then Black Widow will drop, and then we'll move into I think uh, what if from there or what's next after mm-hmm. that? Uh, On Disney Plus, all the Marvel movies and the special features are they're like the behind the scenes and the bloopers. Yeah, there are. Okay, Which cool. is good, because those are always good. I love the Marvel bloopers. They're good. I know, the Marvel has the best bloopers, because it actually they're, feels they're like these people like enjoy us. being on set. <laughs> yeah. I fell down a Marvel Graham Norton spiral today. That was like four hours Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's the question. Do we want to keep checking back <laughs> in on, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff? What do we think? I mean, pro- honestly, it's helpful yeah. for me because it actually gets me to watch these TV shows. Because <laughs> okay. left to my own devices, I will never watch a new TV show. Right. But that's the thing. Like, if well, we... maybe we'll do that, and we'll also talk about Marvelous Miss Maisel just so Adeline can watch. Right. Her just so I can fucking watch the third season. Because here's the thing. Because I'm totally on board with like picking a TV show to follow. 
like at any given time, right? Yeah. Like after we after we finish one division, we can pick out something else that's like running on a weekly basis that we can keep track of. I'm totally into that. I don't know if I necessarily want to restrict ourselves to doing Marvel forever because like I said, they're going to be coming out with a TV show consistently forever, it seems like. Um, that's pretty blunkus. <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on with my brain. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> she said that's pretty blunkus. Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I, I heard what she said like, for British sure. Blunkers. I'm just like, processing. It's, it's, oh my God, I can't even believe it. It's blunkus. Uh... So I don't know, yeah, maybe we can I'm just, down. we can see if HBO or anybody has something premiering soon. I don't know if any other major TV shows are going to be premiering around March. <laughs> so maybe we can do Falcon and Winter Soldier after WandaVision, but then like when there's something new and interesting, we can, we can do that instead. Does that sound good to would you guys? Be, what about, would what we about be that down show? to do whole episodes just about tv shows because like for example like i haven't seen stranger things yet and like i that's kind and of you out guys of haven't watched still any black mirror any black mirror episodes <laughs> right. which is yeah. crazy i know look i i don't want to sound like i'm being rude to you adeline but oh no you're gonna you're gonna be rude to me i don't right? know if you're capable of watching an entire television show in a punctual manner to discuss on the show I am if it's like we watch three shows and I know in advance. That's fine. Right. I think I always watch the movies, Jackson. I think you have this illusion that I don't watch the films. I always watch the movies. I just think that I if I we're gonna do TV consistently, I want it to be new stuff that's coming out on a weekly basis. We could also okay. just do it pizza Black party style Mirror. where. <laughs> Whenever Adeline finishes, we celebrate with, we talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> right? Maybe. Uh, okay, so yeah, off, off mic, I'll do some research. I'll look at the television schedule for the next few months and see if... We could do... Let's do that one show of Black Mirror. that Alan Tudyk is doing. Oh, yeah, that weird uh, alien like, show. Where he's an alien. It might be good. I don't know. I don't actually... It the might. Neighbors. The Neighbors. Maybe we no can, like... No one knows about that. Maybe we can, like, dip our toes <laughs> in, like, do a couple of pilots, maybe. That might be fun. Ooh, or one episode of Black episode. Mirror. It takes 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> you get a complete yeah. story. Oh, that sounds Nuance. great. Uh, <laughs> Nuance. Nuance. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. Maddie will come talk about Black I Mirror. I will talk about Black Mirror every day. <laughs> I didn't think to look up a review ahead of time, which is my bad. Oh, and I'm the one who's not prepared. But, and also, Adeline, that, me saying that is not totally about you not watching the movies, because you've been good about that lately, but it is more about you not watching TV ever. No, but that's because I just can't motivate myself to do it. If right. I have a motivation and an obligation, I will do it. Yeah, pizza party. Oh, that's style. also true. That's fair. Oh, he brings up another thing of Infinity Train 4. I think that's... Oh, that's yeah, maybe that could be fun. I haven't watched the first Black three, Mirror. but... I haven't either. It looks good. Maddie, you're not even on this podcast. I know. I'm just, I just think that you should watch Black Mirror. Yeah, just, we don't even have to talk about it. You should As just watch person. it. You don't even go here, yes, Maddie. It's so good. I'm busy cutting up my sticky note right now. You can't see me, but that's what I'm doing. I can confirm that's what she's doing. Jackson, I want you to find some really, really lukewarm takes about. I already Planet forgot of the what Apes. movie we talked about because it's been so long. The Guardians, no, Planet yeah, of the Apes. Guardians of the Planet of the Apes. Guardians of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. That'll probably be Somebody one. Somebody gotta look out for them. 
Yeah, Guardians, Guardians of, of Gahul of the Apes. <laughs> we should do Guardians of Gahul. No. God, that fucking movie. Okay, if we do Guardians no, we of Gahul, shouldn't. we also have to do Strange Magics. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I just work here. I don't want to do either of those movies. <laughs> oh. Guardians if of Gahul is so boring. If we watch one shitty animated boring, movie, we so have to boring. watch two. Okay, fine. If we're gonna, you want to watch something boring and made me feel weird about my childhood? The snowman. No, I was not that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about it. Oh, like. But we gonna we we can do um the the live action where the wild things are. Oh God, I hate that movie. Which was just like really depressing. Yeah, I heard no and like everybody hated that movie. It was didn't horrible. They? Yeah. Did anyone like it? No. <clears throat> okay. It was like, sad like, and scary Because like, the book is just like this kid is a brat and he goes to live with monsters and the monsters aren't all that great and then he comes home and he's like, I appreciate my home now. Like, isn't that the soup. book? Yeah, and he has soup. And, yeah. And he has soup. Because it's a picture book and you can just do, like, lots of stomping in a picture book and then that's it. I don't know. So, hey, would you guys like to know. hear a one-star review of Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, kind of no. Yes. Go for it. So this review comes Maddie, from. How about you? <laughs> I would love to. This review comes from Letterbox.com, uh, and uh, oh, Alcee in the chat says they're gonna watch Tenet after this. Stop <laughs> me dead in my tracks. Tenet convert. Tenet. Tenet convert. Tenet hive. Tenet squad. Rise up. Hey, welcome, welcome to the temporal pincer movement. <laughs> hey. God fucking damn it. <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Okay, where was I? This... Oh, wait, Keisha, do you want to plug first? Plug. Oh, yeah. Hi, thanks for listening to our podcast. Happy 100! Uh, if you'd like, you can follow us on Twitter at NoNerdsPod. You can follow Jackson at Jepperpack. You can follow Adeline at Hollabackhorse. You can follow Maddie at... Madison underscore Rhodes. I tweet lots of things about RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I don't have a Twitter, but you... You certainly can like, comment, share, subscribe, and join our Discord. Because sometimes I pop in and I say something a little snarky and witty. But Usually it's about Tenet. Here, it's always about <laughs> Tenet. That's all that I have to say anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, let us know what movies you'd like us to do for our 103rd podcast. <laughs> the end. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Okay, so this review comes from Letterboxd.com. This person gives Rise of the Planet of the Apes one star, and they say, I just don't understand why the ape is supposed to be the naughty boy, question mark? <laughs> Amen. What? Honestly, same. <laughs> what? Why is he supposed to be the naughty boy? Wait, he's not the what naughty boy. Who's to say? Well, who, <laughs> good boy. who was supposed to be the naughty boy then? Yeah, do they want somebody else to be the naughty boy? Did they... Who did they think was I the mean, naughty David Oyelowo is a pretty naughty boy in this. He's a pretty naughty yeah. boy. From he a certain point of view. Does drugs to animals. <laughs> anyway, my name is Jackson McMurray. <laughs> my name is Adeline McMurray. My name is Keisha Rhodes. And my name is Toby McGuire. And this has Shit. been No Nerds Allowed. Thank you. I really like the phrase, <laughs> does drugs to animals. <laughs> that makes me laugh he very does. much. And yeah, do doing drugs to animals is not okay. <laughs> Nobody ever watched Gooby. Oh. <laughs> Maddie, oh my God. I think you need to leave, Maddie. You're, bring, you're bringing <laughs> an energy. I'm not prepared for this. You're bringing to this ener an energy in to this podcast room. that I don't like fully understand. Like I can't wrap my brain around it. <laughs> <laughs>